0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good evening, welcome back to the show. Uh, welcome back to Lee Judges TV. As ever, I'm your host, Dan Potts, and I'm with Lee Judges. And tonight is all about difference of opinions. So we've got a long list of people that we're going to get on. First of all, I want to welcome my bro, Kenny. Ken, Kenny, how
1: are you, mate? I'm like, I'm very good. The only positive thing I've got is my favourite um, podcast costume, which is my Arsenal awesome dressing gown that my family bought me. So, yeah, you know, it's one of the things. Whenever I do a podcast, I always go after dressing gown on this, you know, people Have you like, got your boxers on actually i've got my arsenal shorts on as well you're talking well, about about no, the time of tv remember. when i had when i had those um fluorescent um, <laughs> um running shorts but Lee, lead, lead you know lee to this day reckons they were not running shorts those boxers because they were see-through and it, <laughs> it was nice tv on sky and he's never let me you know live that down Mate. Well,
0: listen. I'm gr- I'm glad you're dressed for the occasion, Kenny. Someone else is dressed for the occasion. Late. You uh... seen me late. You see
1: me late? Oh, put, no, it put, it put it away. Put <laughs> it, it away. Put it away. Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> Someone who's dressed for the occasion as Gareth Southgate selects his England team is Mike Feinberg. He's just arrived back. Uh, how are you, Magic Mike?
2: Hello, mate. How are you doing tonight?
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm liking that. That's, that weren't bad actually for you. That weren't you, bad, you, mate. You, you know words. what I mean?
2: Like you know, you know what I mean? Like you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you get a batter or are you okay now
2: yeah well i got battered uh, by the uh by the chat room uh after the uncensored uh, debut on sunday and um and so you know i've just been battered into submission i i, I can't admit that i'm american anymore because who's, this
0: american, who's this american guy who's <laughs> this american guy because the american
2: guy has absolutely no credibility doesn't know what real arsenal fans are like so i'll uh, oh, give you a rest these are 16 year olds who uh you
0: know, <laughs> that's all my family. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that was Lee's little cousins. <laughs> Quality, um, guys, let's get cracking. Um, we thought we'd invite people on to have their say. Oh, on? come on, I did say I was with Lee Judges, but go
3: on, Lee. How are you doing? Lee, go on. Yeah, I'm all good. I just want to say, look, you know, before, before Donna goes mad, look, I've met Donna, which is Dan's mum, right? Yeah. here she's, oh, she chat- right? she- she's a lovely, lovely, lady she's a lovely, lovely lady. But I've got this feeling that you don't want to get on the wrong side of it. Like, you know. So if you've not subscribed to, to Dan's channel, subscribe now because I don't think you want the rough of Donna Pot. So get yourself subscribed. I, 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 and I can tell you from experience, from someone who got off on the wrong
2: foot with her a couple of days ago. Um, I you, uh,
3: yeah, you know I me. Mean, I'll you know I mean? tell you what. Like, if looks could kill, I, I said saying I didn't agree with Dan the other week when we done that thing at the um, uh, Hippodrome. <laughs> And if looks good, kill, I would be a dead man. I'd be a dead
0: man. <laughs> Was it? Oh wow! It do you know what dead. though? The worst thing to do. The worst thing to do is is when my mum's got a wine on her hand, is, is throw it all over her, and that's what Mike did. So, oh, <laughs> oh no! Nice.
3: Oh, well,
1: there you go. That should be I, I did not you, did you know what You know what it's, no, it's, it's, it's the, the same... same. Oh, sorry, girl. You know when you you know you're in the chat room, there's always a Donna Donna Potts putting in comments, <laughs> very defensive of her lovely son, and, and you know. <laughs> And very pos- positive positive <laughs> comments, and I thought do you, do you know what I thought, what, what, I, thought just... I need to meet this woman? Then when I when I actually met your mum, oh is your name Donna Pot- Potts? Said, yeah, there is oh so you're the one who back who's always um fighting your son's battles, then anyway <laughs> 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 <We> just not <had laughs> laugh about that. Anyway, oh, I said that anyway.
3: And I'll tell you what, no, I've got to say this now. If you ever um if you ever met uh Steve, which is Dan's dad he's it's just
4: beautiful. and it's I don't beautiful.
3: mean this badly, Donna he's just instantly a likable guy. Do you know what I mean? You just love him. Like he's just the nicest guy you ever wish to meet. And then, you know what I mean? Like, and then there's Donna who I'm scared of. I'm going to, I'm going to say it now. <laughs> I am scared of Donna. i to say that now. Steve, you could not be scared of like, but Donna, I, I'm weary of Donna. I have to say that. Steve is that now, wife like, And, uh, and, and the
2: mom is, uh, I mean, look, I, I just want to say this in front of the world. Um, uh, I, I, Really, really, I'm sorry, Donna. I did not mean to uh, to turn your white top red. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, within Hold up, within the early, there was like the hug, and then there was the spill. And 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 I guess I'm starting to get known for this. I get bumped into, and I spill on somebody. The same thing happened with Tom Canton four years ago um, at at the twelfth. Oh, so I, remember,
3: I, I remember that. Do not crowd me,
2: or I will ruin a relationship with somebody.
1: Oh, he absolutely Listen.
2: soaked him. Do you remember that?
1: that so, yeah, no, yeah, unbelievable. What was what what a thing that fell in my drink? My, um, in my oh, audience. yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> <Yeah>, that's another
5: <laughs> thing, my,
0: eh? <laughs> that's, another, that's a story for another day, that is. Yeah. I'm sure if you want to know about that, you go over to the Gooners pod because that's been said a yeah, lot of times. I think, yeah, that, yeah, is, another, yeah. that is another channel and another show. Yeah. Uh, let's get on with this one. Um, the season is done. The Premier League season is done. The Champions League fighter was on Saturday, which I'm going to sit and enjoy and not really care who wins. Don't really want to see Liverpool winning it, if I'm honest, but I think they probably will. Um, another trophy this season for the Arsenal. Another disappointing end for the Arsenal. But some are saying that it's been okay. Some are seeing the season as a, a progressive season. Some have enjoyed it. Some have not enjoyed it. Um, Lee, before I come to Kenny and Mike, who I think are going to have very different opinions, uh, what's your thoughts now that Everton's done, the season's done? And let's be honest, against Newcastle and Tottenham, we were feeling pretty hard done by Everton for me I don't know how you felt I went into it relaxed knowing that we were done knowing that it was all yeah. over and I have had a couple of days obviously since uh, and I've accepted it now and everything I've been saying for the last two years has not really changed in my opinion but I want to know where
3: you're at right now mate. I'm going to be really honest I found the Everton game very very hard to deal with very very hard I thought you know um, part of me was going, look how well they're playing now, and that pissed me off a little bit because um, we didn't do it in the games that mattered. I felt that um, you know the pressure was off, so that you know again that relaxing sort of uh, football was there. But ultimately, I'm going to say this now: after it's all happened, it's not as bad as what I, you know, the fear of it, like do you know, what I mean, but it ain't been as bad as what it, what I thought it was going to be. I've accepted it that we're we're not quite there. But ultimately, I don't care what anybody says. Um, and I, I get people want to be happy about the season and want to be happy where we are and everything like that. But for me, standards have dropped so high that if you're happy to come uh, below Tottenham, you know, n- not in my book. You know what I mean? I've I i I've grown up with, Ars- with Arsenal being the dominant force, Tottenham really just, just being a, a pain, really. Like, you know what I mean? When we're going for things, for instance, they play Man United, Man United free, Tottenham nil. When we play them, it would be a real, real battle. Uh, and for the last six years, they've took over and and, and been on top of us. And any the Arsenal fan that turns around and says, yeah, I'm happy with that. I I, I don't get I'm not going to criticise them or whatever because it's everybody's opinion. But ultimately, um, to, to lose out to Tottenham uh, has left a... Um, sour taste in my mouth. I'm going to be really, really honest. If you'd said at the beginning of the season, would I have took fifth? I would have said yes. Would I have took fifth with three games left and four points clear? Certainly no. Certainly not. And so let was, and the, get see, it, was the
2: season that, a failure or was the last month of the season a failure then? Because you've just, you've just come out and said that they made made Excuse
3: me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I mean, You're saying a minute. Magic Mike or tragic Mike, you know what I mean. Like whatever way you want to look at it, in, right? So, um, so for, for me, for me, I I think that by the failure by the failure of not getting top four with three four points with three games to go, I do look at it as a failure at the end of the day. You know, because I think Arsenal should have nailed fourth spot.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Before we bring Kenny in, Mike, you've got a little bit of difference of opinion in terms of seeing it as a success or a failure. I think at the start of the season, uh, when I spoke to you after the first three games, I think everybody was down in the dumps and you, I remember going to, I think it was the Watford game and you come out saying, look, you know, the first three games were awful, but we're starting to win now, picking it up. And it's fair to say that you've been fairly positive throughout most of the season, speaking to myself. So what's your thoughts now that it's all over? He's
2: only got one question. (laughs) <laughs> excuse
0: me it's my turn now um,
2: <laughs> it's a stupid question no uh i i have a different definition of success and failure than most people do uh i don't look at things as binarily as uh, as a lot of people do and i think that's why i kind of get characterized as being positive um i'm i'm positive for self-preservation purposes because i've had a lot of negative things that have occurred in my life and i just rather not dwell on it but that's that's a whole different situation i can get to the whole psychological reason but from an evaluation of the season i don't understand the logic of someone saying if you had asked me before the season if i'd be happy with fifth i would i would have been but now i see the thing as a failure because to me the, the season is the greatest zero-sum game there is it's the greatest equalizer there is you play both you play every team home and away. There are some differences. COVID gets involved, rescheduling, fixture congestion when you play the teams, but ultimately it's as it's as spread out as it can be. Spurs ended up ahead of us by two points this season, which is the biggest disappointment of all. I would have I would have rather I would have been would and I think I, I would speak for most people saying if we had been fifth and they'd been sixth, we wouldn't be as upset as us being fifth and them being fourth. But we don't. We we only have limited amount of control over that. We battered them in in our place in uh, in September, and they kicked the shit out of us in uh, in theirs at the time of the season where it mattered the most. Uh, it's not like you know we absolutely didn't show up against them at all. We played one good game against them. They played one good game against us. Those are the two things we have the most control over. Not who they sign in the January window. Not who they sign as their manager on an eighteen month contract. You know, we've got to take care of our own business. And there are two massive periods, not including the first three games of this season, and that's January and May, where we didn't get the job done. And those stretches are absolute cataclysmic failures. But when you look at the season as a whole, to go from 13th to 8th to 8th to 5th is unfortunately perhaps a bit too slow. Of an improvement, but there's it's still an improvement. And when you add on a lot of the other things that are going on at our club that are influenced by the current regime, that I think put us in better stead going forward, I can't see how you say it's not an improvement. It's not ideal. And I'm not calling it a smashing success, but I'm ready
0: for next season now. Uh,
3: Kenny, thanks see- for coming on, Mike. Really enjoyed that. See you later. <laughs> like, Have a nice time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Kenny, <laughs> Kenny, success or failure, man? You've heard what Mike
1: said. What's your thoughts, bro?
3: Take a breath, a, Kenny. A,
1: take a breath. It's Here been a, a mitigated disaster from start to finish. We spent 250 million pounds to go from two eighth place finishes to fifth. For people to even come at the mythology, this is a successful season. They said their heads tested. It's not a successful season. We had no European football, where so we had where where we weren't. We're tired, so why are people saying it's a success? As Arsenal, Europa League club, they're not a top-four club, so why are people coming up with this myth as of success? Let's just break down one myth. People said after the first three games, oh, I'd be in fifth place. Well, let me tell you something. After the first three games, there was 35 games left. And we went on a run, and then we didn't lose until we lost to Liverpool in November. Fact. And then we had, we had a little bit of a run, and we lost narrowly to Man United, and we got the disaster at Goodison Park, and then we won another run and lost it at Liverpool. We had the top four on our hands, and the only reason we have not got the top four were two reasons, Mikel and Arteta. Let's talk about Spurs, because a lot of people think that we can't got control over that. But let's just... let But to a certain extent, we could have had an opportunity to, um, like I said, benefit at the end of Mice, because they sacked Santo in November and got in Conte. So they, they were in a situation where they were way behind the eight ball when it came to the top four, just like May United were when they sacked Conte and still we didn't capitalise. And the reason why we didn't capitalise is because in January, instead of Mikko Arteta, you know, who is part of the transfer committee, let's dispel this other myth, that oh, it's, it's the Cronkies. Hang on, if you're a team manager, then you're on a transfer committee with per Saka, Vinoy, and um, Edu. So you you have a direct... You know, how I say, influence over who we buy and who we, who we don't buy? But what he did, he spent more time on outgoings and trying to enhance his reputation and crack his fist about getting the dressing room right. And people praised him for that. Oh, at least he got rid of the bad eggs. Oh, at least he, you know, he's got control of the dressing room. Hang on here. Football's about results. I'm in the results business. I couldn't give a bob about what goes in the dressing room. I only care about what goes on on the pitch. And Mick Arteta failed. He spent more time in January trying to, you know, negotiate his new contract instead of trying to get, get new players. You're trying to say that we didn't have enough money to spend, but what we do, we pat him on the back because we cleared the decks and because we reduced the wage bill, and that we're going to have loads of money to spend. But let's just forget about that, that disaster and one of his mistakes. Let's talk about the football, and the fact is, no European football. No playing every other day. You had enough time to prepare for these games and you failed. And the reason why, or shall we talk about Bright at home when he didn't play in midfield and he played Jack at left back? Do you want to talk about that? Or can we talk about Crystal Palace, his substitutions? Or do you want to talk about Northland Derby when he couldn't get us up for the biggest game in our calendar? Everyone's talking about it being the biggest um, top in Northland Derby since the year Zog. All Northland Derbys are big. Doesn't matter where we when I was growing up in the 70s, we used to finish 14 for 15 for Arsenal and Tottenham. They were still big then. So what's the difference? You could be up for every game. Let's all about Newcastle. The disaster, even when um when he brought all the attackers on. What he did, tactically, is basically enable Newcastle to basically um, you know, mark um mark, man mark our players and hit us on a break where they had the bat four on two. So don't don't. You know, exempt him from any blame. Don't call this positive. The fact is that Arsenal is a big, big club and a beast of a club, and we shouldn't be a top four club. Don't get me wrong. Mikar Taylor is a major reason why we didn't get the top four, and he shouldn't really be in the job. But the Cronkies, their ambition for this football club is a disgrace. You yeah. know, this young team up by design. Do me a favour. Young team by design. Really? You call yourself and People use that as an car. excuse,
0: Kenny. People say, but yeah. it's a
1: young side. Yeah. yeah By our rubbish. own downfall. That's rubbish. But you know, the, the only most frustrating thing is, is a narrative that people are just clutching at stores. The thing that Mike said, uh, you know, mentioned and, and Lee mentioned is that we've got a very deluded fan base where Spurs have gone ahead of us. We've allowed Spurs, they, obviously, it started on the last minute, we've allowed them to get a top four. Not only have they got a the top four, now they've got the top four. They they, they kept their elite manager. They they you know they're gonna keep the players that made them a better side like Kulicheski, Bentoncourt and Romero, and then they have got to have a nice war chest because they've got £150 million, you know, investment going straight into players, plus anything they get on top. So any players we go for, and you know, Spurs go for as well, they're gonna get because they're in the Champions League. So don't call this a success, it's a disaster. What, what is it about
2: Kenny? What is it about what I've said that makes that that would cause you to think? And I'm not meaning to put words
1: in your mouth. That I'm okay mm.
2: with, with Spurs getting the the. the no, I never, no, I never
1: that. said you're okay. I never said you're okay. You, what, right. what well, I mean, I, what I said is that you've alluded to the fact that Spurs have gone ahead of us. I never said you were okay with that. But what you did is me, me pricked up because I was thinking about Kane and his manager. But the, but the other subplot that you and Lee mentioned. Was the subplot and the fact that Spurs have run away from us? Or right, it started under our But the fact is, is that next season, with the war chest they have, with the elite manager, they're going to be challenged for the league. And then they haven't we're run going away. From
2: us. They've finished they finished. Oh, of they're a number far number away. Year. Come
1: on, Mike. Mike, got a, they got their stadium is better than us. They've got an elite manager and they've got a, a team that are tight ty- better than us in every position. And we're what demonstrable.
2: What, what demonstrable statistic or, or trophy or
1: outcome can you point oh, to? Finishing we're talking about one trophies. Point, we're to, we're talking about trophies. you if you want to talk about trophies, fine, go about it. When it comes to the league, in the last six years, Spurs are, go, are moving away from us. And if we're one not careful, it's going to be... One slot each year, pretty
2: much. And, and, oh, one and slot it,
1: each year. In, two, in 2017, they finished second. In 20, they finished third. They got a Champions League final. And then even when even when they were in transition, they were still finishing ahead of us. That's a disaster. Even when they're bad, they're finishing ahead of us. That's a worry for me.
0: Well, I'm actually worried next season. I think they, I think Conte could do something with them. Not win them the league. I don't think they're ready for that. I think Liverpool and City mm. have saved that for embarrassment. But I think the way they're going with their stadium, with the Conte, with the, who they've bought the in, I think I'm worried. I'm worried for them. The I'm
1: stadium worried about is them.
2: going to be an albatross for them. That the, we could have
1: finished them. By by knocking them out of the of of the top four. We didn't. We didn't and we We didn't didn't, Mike. No, we didn't. We didn't. And the reason why we didn't is because of poor management by the current the current incumbent in the job. And that's that's, and that's that's fine. But single handedly cost us a top four with his poor decision making, not just not just on a in in within the tactics and team selection, but also with his business in the chance market in January. This is on him. He is the alpha and omega when it comes to... The Con- Conte, songs. in
0: my opinion, Conte would have taken us to third this year. That's my honest opinion. I think we would have yeah. got ahead of Chelsea. Yeah. I think why, we would have come third this year because he's elite. Place. We're stuck what, with him.
1: What, what, why, why are people giving this manager a high approval rating? Unai Emery, the manager that is basically the Bet Noir of Arsenal Football Club, you know, the two-headed monster, three years ago, <laughs> finished, got 70 points. 70 points, have got to the Europa League final. Yet, he's like... the you know, basically, he's like the antichrist. Could apparently we conceded 35 shots, and we you know there was no sustainability what we played. Oh, yeah, Brighton at home, there was a lot of sustainability there, wasn't there? It's
2: or Newcastle, so much White or there. Emery, I can't even believe
1: it. Do you think not, not- it's not, what, what's wrong with doing that? What's wrong with doing that? Because the same standards we held Unai Emery to, why can't we hold this manager to? Why do you remember? No the question, do you remember God. where
2: we were? Two three months of the, into the two thousand
1: nineteen season after Baku, yeah. And, like, and do you remember where we were? Do you remember where we were last season? Where we where we where was breaking records after records, and they weren't great records. They were adverse records. All the teams beating us at home. What's the difference? Do you know? Can ask a question. Go on, a go on, Lee. Go um, on Lee.
3: You know, because we, we, we can go on around a bit. The fact is that Tottenham have got. Uh, Top four now, like yeah, and there's a report that you know they're going to spend 150 million, like you know. Do we expect Arsenal to match that, or do we do we expect Arsenal to go lower than that? Because Boston if if they, do, if they do, if do, because at the end of the day, Tottenham are in a, a in a situation where they've got a new stadium, everything like that. They're not mm. selling their best players like we was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, and 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 getting like oh it's got sorry. to be top four it's got to be top four it there seems to be a different mentality to them than, than us because we weren't spending 150 million pound after two years of moving in to our new stadium yeah our but, and the was, was about our a mission.
2: quarter of what it is now that's why we weren't spending 150 million then because the top transfer fees were 25 to 30 million pounds not a hundred I mean let's not I mean comparing eras sorry Lee but the, the Tottenham's issue with the stadium right now—they are so burdened with debt that if they miss the Champions League one year, they are hosed. They are absolutely screwed. Yeah, when they, they first, so the, they first hit the
1: stadium in twenty nineteen, they missed the Champions League in twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one. So they've already so, so yeah, it, and, yeah, and they're, it, it, yeah, and they're it, a billion it, plus it, dollars. In they're, debt. They're, they're, h- they're hosed now. And they're, and they're a billion they dollars in money. debt,
2: and not the not the kind of debt that Roman Abramovich gave them. They are a billion dollars in debt. The news about them getting 150 million. I I, I don't mean to encroach into other people's time, but the, that 150 million people just assume that's going to be a, a transfer kitty or added to an existing transfer kitty. Watch how much of that goes to pay debt. Well, well, not, well we're, not,
1: we're, we're, we have to wait and see. But the fact people. is, the fact is, they are where we should be. They're in the top four. they They're going to be be playing the best teams in Europe and having a chance of getting to the final again, which they got to in in Madrid. And we're going to be playing in a competition. And this is where I have a problem where people say success. When we were in the Europa League, a lot of Arsenal fans moaned violently about being in that competition. They hated it. So why are they happy about being in it now? Why? Why, Why? Why? Why Lynn Simpson? Why Umar 92? Why... Um, Gunner 93, please speak to me because you criticise me regularly about my views in the club. So, how about answering that?
2: Contact. You know, you
1: say that I'm different on um, other shows than I am now. Well, I'm not. I, the, only, the only thing I'm consistent about is demanding the highest standards for the, our great club. And that's all I mean about, care about. I don't care about anything else, about except for, and I won't rest until Arsenal are back where they belong, challenging on a regular basis for the league and in, in Europe. Kenny, I, I'm
0: with you, mate. I, I, I'm with you 100%, mate. And I do think, honestly, what you're saying, personally, is spot on. And I've been saying it for a long time. And I think when we bring up Unai Emery, no one likes to hear it. Actually, all of us wanted him sacked. Kenny weren't any yeah. different. I wanted him sacked as well. But what we, what I, my point with it is is that he got us in the same bloody league position with a much worse side and got sacked. Mm. So now we're supposed to just accept that it's OK because it's a different guy who's got a different philosophy with a young team, that everything's going to be okay. And that's what I find hard to believe. I just thought the standards we, as a club, should raise, as a fan base should raise, is not, yeah, fifth is progress and we're okay with it, because I'm not. Guys, we have got to move it on, because I've got loads of people waiting here, um, and we're 25 minutes in. But sorry, I thank you both for coming on. Oh, no, well said, I'm glad what you both that. said. Good I think, me, think both of you were, were all good. And when you back up your yeah. opinions, it's all good. Good points, um, good
1: points. Coop. Mm, point good points, mate. Mike, Great thank you, you, mate.
2: Great
0: to see you over the weekend.
2: Great to see you guys. I love it. I just want to say thanks.
1: Again, so have, I, I you, I'm glad you had a safe journey. I'm going to watch um, Silent Witness now and eat my hamburger and chips. <laughs> you enjoy it, Ken.
0: You enjoy it. Bro, thank you so much for coming on, Ken. Thank you, Mike. Absolute pleasure, mate. Take it
3: easy,
1: guys. Cheers, guys. Can I take my dress again off now? <laughs> no, yeah,
3: no, you wait till you off where here. Where
0: right,
1: were you? Okay, yeah. no <laughs> see you later. See you later, Ken. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh my word! Wow, I thought we were going I'll to be there for a though, while. Good points made by, but this Listen, is what I like both, about it's difference in both opinions, Both Arsenal, both got completely different views, and, and that's if they, and, and what I like about that, Dan. And I don't care what anybody says. There's no one right or no one wrong. That's their views. Yeah. You know, Mike's got views on on what it is, and I I, I resent it when people turn around and say, "Oh, because Mike's uh, American or something, he doesn't feel it like that." He, oh, does. he can He's, take that, man. You, he, you he know, I think he that's wrong. Good... It is wrong. Though. It is wrong.
0: It is wrong yeah. He's got the wrong point that. of view, it? But he <laughs> takes
3: it. <laughs> I didn't mean that, but yeah, no, no. no um, What I'm saying is, he, he's very, very passionate. And listen, I had the pleasure of meeting a load of the American guys over the weekend, and their passion mm. should not be dismissed in any shape or form or, or any foreign fan, really. No, like, great. you know, um, uh, and you know, that their, 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 their commitment is as strong as our, us. And the Mm. the fact is, they're all Arsenal fans, you know, and I think it's fantastic that we've got fans all over the world. I think it's great.
0: Well, Lee, I'm going to let you introduce our next two. I've brought somebody on with a different, or two people on with a difference of opinion. First of all, it's our lovely Lucy. How you doing, Luce?
4: Hi, guys. I'm good, thank you.
3: Hello, Lucy. How are you? All right?
4: Lovely to be on again, guys. Always a pleasure.
3: Always can I introduce pleasure. the next guy. It's the, it's the, um, the cricketing batsman and uh, bowler of um, fantastic ability, and he's my oh, main no, man. Funny. Georgie boy, I love this guy. He is absolutely 100 percent top top guy. And I'll tell you what I'm going to say about it, George. me and George have got little bits of difference of opinions, but again, slightly. we can, <laughs> we can yeah, slightly, we can, we can talk about it and still get on.
0: Yeah. Isn't that funny? George, George. George, George agrees not, with everything I say, though, don't you, George? He agrees with everything no, I'm I say. I'm not going to
6: lie, when Kenny was talking, I was shaking my head so much. I was
0: George, you have a difference of opinions to myself yeah, exactly. uh, and at times Lee as well, but let's start with you. Yeah. Um, what's your opinion now that it's all over? Because you've been very much pro Arteta at times. You think he deserves more time. Um, is that still the case now, George?
6: Um yeah. I I agree with what has been said, like at, at the start, top five, if someone said fifth, would you have took that then realistically, yeah. But targets do change. So um being in a position like Lee said we was, we did throw it away. So like I I'll back Arteta, but he did make mistakes. Um
3: hundred percent And and i think any fan, George really, has got the right to feel a little bit disappointed by that. I don't, don't, you know, if you're happy with it, fair enough. But if Arsenal fans are not happy with that, and I'm one of them, I think they should be given that understanding as well, you know. And I I don't think there is that so much understanding in it, you know.
6: The one thing I will pick up on was, like, um, about Arteta, and it will come across that I'm sticking up for him, that he couldn't get the players up for the Tottenham game. So why is that all on Arteta? Why has them players not took any criticism? because I don't care if you're 12 years old, 32 years old, however, you should be getting up for a North London derby that gets you a top-four finish. Um, no, I think yeah, that's a good point, John. It, and, and, and the only person... you seriously think the players weren't up for that game?
3: I, I, I don't believe that. I just think they that maybe... it they was didn't
6: seem like it. Well, it. But Newcastle, I thought they didn't seem like it. I think they threw away, personally. The
4: Tottenham game, I think it came more down to a lack of experience rather than a lack of... 100 I agree because yeah. the atmosphere was mental like it was crazy so i feel like it just it took it out of them they weren't expecting it and and obviously they need to be coached into that and that's not sort of the place that we're at at the moment with all these young players but mm-hmm. again like dan said that's our own downfall we've got a young team that's what michael wanted <laughs> and the thing the is Liz,
0: we had a young team and i've i didn't back the process for that reason i don't think youth projects win you stuff but who were the two peak players that let us down in that game? It weren't kids. It was Rob Holden Good and Cedric, experienced experience yeah, ones, exactly. you know. So mm. throughout the season, as much as they have cost us at times, the young kids, not as much as some of the red cards, penalties, and mad decisions we've seen from the inexper- from the experienced players, like Party getting sent off, Chaka getting sent off, Holding giving away penalties and getting I, sent off, Cedric.
3: Dang, can I ask a, um, a real big question to these two guys? Of course, man. And, and it's one that's worrying me now. And we'll talk about Mikel. I'm, it's a little bit on Mikel, this, right? The England squad was announced today, and uh, Smith Rowe's been left out of it, like, you know. And I, I think at the end of the day, we didn't get top four, and we went with Eddie, who's not going to be here next year. And I'm worried now that, that, that Smith Rowe might be a little bit unsettled by all this because, you know, he's played Eddie every game. Now Eddie's going to leave. Eddie's not nowhere near the England squad. And. Smith Rowe, I think, is, you know, we could have actually gone Martinelli up front and got Smith Rowe in the team. Chose not to do it. I know Eddie scored five goals and everything like that, but for the long term, for me, Smith Rowe is he, the future because he's, he signed a long term deal where uh, where Eddie's refused to. And I, I think this is going to, this could be another problem for, for Mikel Artel.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, uh, you're right. I think that everybody was questioning two things with that. If we've got enough strength in depth, so some people can't complain when you've got Smith Rowe on the bench is a good stuff to bring on. At the same time, when Eddie Nketiah is playing ahead of you, I don't really think <laughs> that's great news for Martinelli, Smith Rowe or Erdegaard or Saka when one of those has got to miss out for Eddie playing up top. Now, Eddie, some will say Eddie did great and he scored five goals and, et cetera and he's fantastic and he deserves a new contract. I don't stand with that. I think personally, I'd rather see the other lads who are going to be here moving forward playing when I look at what he's doing with Smith-Rowe and at times Martinelli Lee at the start of the season, he was the one missing out. I don't know that he's managed that so well. I don't know what your thoughts are there, Luce.
4: To be honest, I've been working all day. I have not seen the England squad announcement at all. Um, but on another note, you could say as well that obviously that has stretched Saka too thin. So, Emil Smith-Rowe needs to look at this as more of an opportunity. You play for Arsenal Football Club. I know every youngster wants to play for their international team. I understand what an honour that is. But, on retrospect, he can now focus on getting himself fit for the next season for the Europa League to really put his head down and sort of get back into the squad and um, and focus on doing bits for us as well.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Luce, let's just stay with you've come back to George. Like, mm-hmm. where do you see things at the Arsenal currently with how Mikel Arteta's has done and like going into next season? Does it fill you with any excitement at all? Could you get behind the project at all?
4: It's just simply not good enough. And I feel like we've got, we talk a lot about the last three seasons Mikel's been here and about how we've been sold a dream. But as young as I was when we left Highbury, we, we've been sold a dream ever since we came to the Emirates because the whole idea of coming to this new stadium was so we could compete in the Champions League against the Bayern Munich of the time, the Barcelona of the time. And now we can't even qualify. So realistically, people get angry at us for being angry and for being negative. But it's more about the, the downfall in the long run. Like we've gone from being a big club to a successful club with history to, to sort of we can't even qualify for the teams that uh, against the teams that are surpassing us. Tottenham are surpassing us. It's embarrassing. It's not good enough at all. I can't sit here and say I'm happy with fifth place. I can't sit here and say I'm happy with Europa League. And I'm, I'm not going to call it a success because I really don't think. Yes, there's progress, but not as much as there should.
0: Have been. Mm. Yeah, fair play, George. I need to come to you, like, convince us why this project <laughs> is worth trusting.
6: See, see, you always do this to me, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Like, I, I back Arteta, but I've said to you numerous things. I don't think there is a project. I think Arteta is the project. Um. <sighs> At the end of the day, like the, the young players we've got that's no excuse, like you said, the experienced players have not really been doing it for me. I agree with Lucy, like for me, this season isn't a success, but we are moving in the right direction. Um like no disrespect. I said it before. Um, before we lost against Palace, Brighton and all that. Arsenal would not get top four with Alex Lacazette and Eddie Nketiah. Um I've been absolutely abused from my views on Lacazette, but I just don't i have for a long time. I don't think he's good enough. Um, I think we'll go out and sp- I know it was mentioned earlier. I think we will go out and spend money in the summer. Um, cause we've been sold. Oh, it's all about the summer. It's all about the summer. Cause that's all we've heard, isn't it? Right. Like, mm-hmm. So, mm. um, who we get, I don't know. Um, but I just, like I said to you before, Dan, I think we all say about the managers, who's the root cause of all of this? And it goes back to the Cronkies. It's like yeah, yeah. all right like saying, oh, it's all right saying, oh, has spent 250 million or, or whatever over so many years. But, <laughs> what, because the Cronkies have backed us a couple of times, like Lucy said, we were meant to be competing against Bayern Munich. When we left Highbury, we were lucky if we could compete against Brighton at some stages. Which is embarrassing. Like yeah. I don't wanna lose I don't wanna bloody lose top four to Tottenham. Like you don't hear you... but I think I think I said this to you on Sunday. Like if we're having this conversation maybe next like in the new year, then maybe what are they gonna do? Sack Arteta, then who are they gonna bring in? we're never going to ever bring anyone in like a Conte or someone like that because the board don't want that. I
0: tend to agree, George, if I'm honest. I do, do tend board, to right, agree.
6: The board will not bring anyone in who's got a mouth. As I was that saying, everyone says better Unai I am real, like, yeah, got us to a Europa League final where, no disrespect, we got embarrassed by Chelsea and we were bad. But we did go through phases where we was good and from what I remember, didn't we bottle top four against Tottenham when Aubameyang missed the penalty? And as
4: Under much as Emery. I do think that Arteta did go into the Tottenham game, I think he bottled it. You saw him get off the coach. You saw his head wasn't there. But you've got to go back again to the top, the top of the pyramid. Who yeah. has employed Arteta? Who has then given him a contract extension and announced it in the middle of a season when we're already receiving inconsistent results? It's the <clears> board. <throat> it's the Crunkies. It's it's got to look to the top of what's going on, and it's always it comes back to them.
6: It's, it's like they question. can't play it's in, in the last as well, to me. At the minute, I've got right. to ask
3: this question, yeah. and I'm going to ask all three of this right. How would we feel if Manchester United overtake us next season? Because <laughs> With a new manager and everything like that, if they were to come above us or or challenge, I, I think you know they're in a worse state than we've ever been. What does that say about it comes Arsenal? comes down to the manager. Well, it comes down to the manager. I'm, afraid, it, yeah, I'm afraid it's going to because at the end of the day, yeah. Arsenal... For, sorry, Manchester United have gone down a couple of routes, but if if Man United have to pull their socks up and, and start challenging for top four and coming above us, I, I think that really does go bad on us. And it, would you bet on Man United coming above us? They shouldn't, no. but I wouldn't bet against it. Recruitment. Oh, I wouldn't bet against, wouldn't bet against it. Against Recruitment's
0: it. massive for that. I think with, oh, with well. Oli Gunnar Solskjaer, like, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer have come above us, by the way. So, you know, it ain't all about just getting the elite manager in as far as Man United are concerned. When it comes to the players they've got now, I don't think they're, they're at, the, at the races. Their heads are just completely gone. So it's all on recruitment for me. But you're right, Lee. If they get ahead of us as well, which I don't think anyone could sit there and say, oh, we'll definitely finish by Man United next year because I don't know what sort of summer they're having. All I do know is that they're massively linked with the striker that I want, Darwin Nunes, and they are, they're in the same competition as us. They're at the Champions League. So, you know, why aren't we trying to go for him? I don't know what your thoughts are, George.
6: Go on, Lucy. I was
4: just going to say, obviously, as much as we are focused on trusting the process of, of what, what we've got going, we've got to remember how... All, after all this time, City and Liverpool and now even Tottenham, uh, they're always going to be getting further and further in front of us because in, their ambition is so much higher. And Tottenham in itself, we can all sit here and be like, oh, we're a trophy this, trophy that. But right here, right now, they are better than us. And that is the, the worrying thing. We can't live in, live in the past, as we used to say to obviously Man United. We, we can't keep doing that. We need to see some progress mm. now.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. George?
6: Yeah, um, I'll I'll put myself out there. I don't think Man United are finishing above us next season. But um, they shouldn't. They shouldn't, George.
3: Because I, I think, that they Man don't United, think do Man they're in they're yeah. in disarray. That, this moment in time, Manchester United are in disarray. They can't win a game. They're all over the shop, losing to everybody they play away from home. There's a lot of hell of a lot of work to do there. And if yeah. they were to turn it around, and I don't forget they've got, the, they've got a bit of the financial clout, but Arsenal should have got financial clout. They choose not to use it. Manchester United have always spent a lot of money. But if they were to come above us next season after dropping so low, I think that's yeah. a massive, a massive failure. problem. Yeah.
6: Um, but that's the difference. Like you said, Lee, like Man United, they're bald, have got that financial clout, what they will use. Um I don't think Arsenal have, like, it's all right saying we spent 150 million in, or whatever it was in the summer. But realistically, out of, out of them players, how many of them do you think that we de- like, we really need? Like, you've got to think L- Lokenga and Tavares were two of those players.
3: Uh, like, it does not my nothing about this 150 million, like, it's a massive yeah, thing. So like. it,
6: Manchester City's bought out on
3: one player. Hundred million pounds <laughs> on one club.
4: It's not a lot of money in football now. No,
3: no in terms of what it is, it's not a lot of money. Thank you very much, Lucy. It's not 150. Oh, it's fantastic. It's about you know about the norm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, 150 million ain't going to get you uh, anywhere near top four. I tell right, you what. Newcastle spend in, 150 yeah, million. Not. If Newcastle spend 150 million this season, they will not get top four. Right I say that now so why is everybody going oh Arsenal spent 150 million and they're expected to get top 4 if manchester united <clears throat> have a budget of 150 million they will not get top 4 but why is and it they'll probably do that on like, one player. unbelievable <laughs> do you know yeah,
6: what i mean no. but um, i just think <laughs> they to just see what the, i suppose see what the summer is like it's been built up that we need strikers because I don't think you need to be a rocket scientist or even have eyesight to realise that we ain't got strikers up front, and well, all that's this where
3: we've got to spend a lot of money. Uh, I agree. But it yeah. just
6: does yes. my head in, like, because no disrespect, but right? we win a few games, and this is—I'll say it. Like I know Kenny Ken said, we have a deluded fan base. I think that's a very generalized comment, but um, I don't. I think we have a very bipolar f- fan base. Um, <laughs> Like, so we win a few games. I'll give Enketia a new deal. Why do you see Timo Puki getting a move when he scores a couple of goals? Because, no, what's the difference? Like, Enketia's not good enough. Like, and then oh, Cedric has a good few games. Oh, yeah, so we'll keep him. Elmet, like, Elmeni's a good squad player. Oh, but he ain't that. Him and Jacques are not good enough to be for us to battle. No, but they can enough do Jacques. But could you see Jack and Elmini in any of those top
4: four teams, first eleven? They wouldn't make it into Liverpool.
3: My no, no. But listen, I, I, I'm a big thing of this. You you've still got to have a squad player. You, you've got to have squad players. You know, really I look back at Arsenal when they've won things. Richardson wasn't never going to get into to lots of other first teams, but he, he done a job for Arsenal. He, he, all the way. You look around that. Yeah. You need yeah. that. And 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 I, and I think that that. You're right what you're saying here, George. Shacker and, uh, and El Nenty shouldn't be leading the line for the last six. Us going into games like Tottenham Hotspur away as our midfield and expecting us to dominate the midfield. And you're right. And the thing about Eddie, I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, give Eddie a new contract. But he's a backup striker at best. He's not the one to lead the line. If he wants to go mm-hmm. and lead the line uh, uh, and play in regular games, bye-bye. Go and, play, go, go and lead the line somewhere football, else. You should be doing Championship it
4: football, my dear. Championship football.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. his level for be me. Like, I'm not. Yeah. Like, lack... I don't think that's And then off. you've got Lacazette as well. Like, no disrespect. Like, that's one thing that I'll hold my hands up with Arteta. I think he made a mistake when he named Lacazette captain. And the reason I say that is because then afterwards you're hearing, whether it was him or people, agents saying, oh, yeah, but uh, I want to play Champions League football and I have spoke to other people. What sort of role model does that show to the other players? Mm-hmm. Oh, Here's your captain, like, and then other stuff like Tierney and Partey get injured, and we're like the Titanic. Like, <laughs> it it shouldn't be like that. Um, it does
4: show you how thin the squad is, though. It just yeah. it shows you how lacking we are in players. And we
0: were getting rid of more players in January, which has made it even more thin. I, mm. I just I never understood that. Um, guys, absolute pleasure having you both on. Having me um, on. Thank you. Cheers, Joe. Cheers, Lucy. Listen, me up from Bar and me and Lee, both of you. You've been amazing support to this channel yeah, this season. For your really, really Love chill. it.
6: Right, Love you're it. both legend, So,
0: thanks for having me <laughs> on. You're I'll a legend, play you too, later, George. Dan. That's all right. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, bro. That's it. You know, you know. George, thank you, mate. Top See man, loose. Always a pleasure. Thank you thanks, both. Bye.
6: Enjoy the rest of your show. Bye.
0: Yeah. Cheers, George. Take care, mate. Let's bring another couple on, shall we? Um, Lee. Let's get some There's other a, opinions. Not someone from another,
3: is it? Not another from another, I, is it?
0: Someone someone who loves the cronkies.
3: Hey, going to Russ.
0: Oh, there he <laughs> Yeah, I mean
3: <laughs> Hey
7: Dan, Russ. Yeah, very well, thanks, Dan. Yeah, hangover's gone.
0: <laughs> oh, good, mate. Good. Um, <coughs> and making her debut on the channel. is Miss Coco. It's Colleen. Colleen, how are you?
8: Hello boys, you're right. How we doing?
0: Yeah, all How good, man. Listen, thanks for jumping on. Much appreciate it. Much, oh, much so appreciate it. Well. Um, let's start with Hoggy, then we'll come to you, Colleen. Um, I think I know where this one's going, Russ, but I want you to get everything <laughs> off your chest. Uh, you've been very, very vocal about this ownership for a long time, mate, and I'm there with you. I think when you look at what Mikel Arteta um, has done this season, a lot of people are mixed. But you point the fingers a little bit higher, don't you, mate?
7: Yeah, always go to the head, mate. If you want to kill an animal, you shoot it in the head, don't you? I don't know, Russ. I'm an
3: animal lover. I don't know, but there you go.
7: And that animal is Arsenal Football Club with the Cronkies. They've already had their brains blown out because they haven't got a clue what they're doing. Um, I just see on the chat a minute ago a Liverpool fan who said in the 90s and early 2000s, he said that he feared Arsenal. He feared Arsenal. He said he can't believe that we've given a manager. Arsenal Football Club have given a manager, a coach as he was at the beginning, but then a manager, his first job. Arsenal Football Club have given an absolute novice his first job at the club. That's the Cronkies that have sanctioned that, whether it be under advice from the CEO or whatever, but they've signed that off and allowed that to happen.
3: Liverpool have done that see- with Kenny Douglas, though.
7: Yeah, and uh th- their team was a was a juggernaut, wasn't it? Which was you know, it came to an end not sure, not long after that, but yeah, it was but a juggernaut I and they always used to, and they always used to promote from within, didn't they, Lee? They yeah, had the boot room did. philosophy and they used to promote from within. We're completely different now. <clears throat> we've never we <clears> have <throat> had Renga there for lots and lots of years. We uh, we then threw the 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 then threw uh, Mr. Emery under the bus. Um And let's get a few things straight. I've seen a few things on the the chat which have really boiled my proverbials, right? (laughs) The the Cronkies have only took over, only had overall control since 2018. What a load of tosh. Absolute tosh. They've been in overall control of this club, 65% of the club, since 2013. The same mistakes in transfer windows Crucial times are being made year after year, no matter how, who the employees are below them. The, the, con, the, con, the, con, the continued use of stat DNA in our recruitment, the continued failure of our training establishment to keep players fit all under their watch. It's an absolute disgrace. And when people keep bandying these figures about, about £150 million in transfer, in transfer windows, that's another load of absolute rubbish. £150 million is spread over the course of the five years of the contracts of the players or the four-year terms of the players. So the actual spend in the transfer window is £30 million a year, plus the wages. So please don't tell me we've spent £150 million because nobody does that. Only very special occasions where big-name players like Harland maybe have a release clause in their contract and the whole whack is put up front. Like Thomas Partey, I think, allegedly, his transfer fee had to be paid up front because it was a release clause. So that had to be done. But his wages are spread over the term of his contract. So please don't tell me... That's another myth that has been been, uh, purported by our fans. Don't make excuses for the Cronkies. Call them out. Because they have been in charge of this utter mess since 2013. And they were on the board from 2009. So they've been involved in the decline before your very eyes, as my daughter just said, all that time.
0: Russ, I can't, re- Lee. I let you come in with this one. I can't really disagree with much of what you're saying, if I'm honest with you.
3: Yeah, I I, I I get what Russ is saying, but I I, I am of I am of the, the with the with the Cronkies. I'm a little bit on, you know. They call me the flip flop. I know I'm staying. I've got my flip flops on about this because I I'm in the camp is that when they've had sole ownership, and I mean sole sole ownership, I think they've backed their managers. As as well as what they can, uh, uh, they have they have backed um, Arteta, and, and you know we'll see again this summer. I, I think that you know I, I'm going to uh, go out with Russ and have a nice. Uh, we will go to the Prince of Wales in the garden, and have a couple of beers in the in the sunshine, and and see what Arsenal do this summer. Like you know, just sit sit back, put our flip flops on, put our shorts on, Russ, and see what this board is going to do this summer. And if they don't. Then you know I'm gonna be I'm gonna be firmly on Russ's side. You know what I mean, like because you, there's something not quite right, and I, and I do agree with that, like. But ultimately, they, they 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 back the manager this season. Is it their fault, right? That when we're playing Brighton at home, that the manager takes our only midfield player out and puts him at left back. I don't blame yeah. the Cronkies for that. Yeah, right ultimately you
7: know. it is, because they put a novice manager in charge. So I'm afraid that, that as my like Lucy said, the buck stops with them. They are the ultimate decision makers. They can sack him any time they want. And they've chosen to give him another extension to a contract. Well, that,
3: that, that's, another, that's, another, that's another debate yeah. I, I agree with. I, and, I think that three years
7: Another point I want to make is his, his, I haven't read all of his program notes that he wrote, but he said that in the future, they're going to listen to Mikel and Edu. Well, why weren't they listening to him in January? Because you're not <laughs> telling me that Mikel and Edu didn't go to the ball and say, we need reinforcements. Because if they didn't, they need sacking. Because that, that, it was obvious to every man jack of us and lady jack of us that we needed reinforcements in January. I think we all agreed with that. We weren't yep. scoring enough goals. Yeah,
3: had, I think that's been a massive downfall. I we had Aubameyang on
7: his way out. We had Lacazette who couldn't hit a barn door with a banjo. And then and then we had Enquetio. I mean, it was a recipe for disaster, Lee. And I'm
3: afraid... Yeah, I, I, I agree. When I, when, I, when I look back on it, uh, and, and, and the dust has settled, I don't know how everybody feels about it. Better. I do think that we look at January as a massive, massive mistake, Particularly... When we was at the bare bones at that time, it was we was being crying out that we need players, and for them to to get rid of players, and then all all of a sudden, like um, you know, like sort of bigging it up. Oh, I've got the team squad thinned down, and I've saved the wages. Was a real kick in the old uh, in the old left foot. That was a that was a kick in me mm. bad knee. That was like you know. What I mean? yeah, by the way, 100%. Though, just, I'll, I'll I'll just
7: say one last thing. So Colleen can, can have a piece. We have saved over £100 million a year in wages since Ozil went. Just let that sink in when people say that we've spent a lot of money, yeah? we spent a lot of money. We've saved £100 million in wages.
0: Well, they're businessmen after all, Russ. They're businessmen Mm. after all. Follow that, Uh, Colleen. (laughs) Yeah, follow that, Colleen.
8: (laughs) I'm not not that far from Russ there, to be fair. I'm on the Cronkies' necks a little bit. I mean they they've always said they did say that they were never going to fully invest like put the amount of money that we've always wanted until they had full ownership of the club. And I just don't think we should be going lightly on them. They've not actually achieved anything for us in terms of what we're, our ultimate goal is in terms of challenging and getting a, and getting a league consistently being in the Champions League. Now obviously this takes some time and you know we I mean, we were all there during post Wenger Unai Emery, Lundberg for that small period, and Arteta coming in, and we're getting to this three three-year point of of um, having Arteta, and we've missed out on the Champions League, and I think this kind of, for me, I, I'm kind of teetering when it comes to the Cronkies. I'm not giving them a pass, but we've just missed out on the Champions League, in the, and it's the manner that we did. I know everyone's saying, "Oh, you know what happened if we took if we knew at the beginning of the season." we'd be in the situation that we were in, you know, just getting fifth, you know, just being a point or two off, we'd have taken it. But the context is being taken out in terms of the position we were in, the position we were in in January, considering that we were given, out of nowhere, pole position for fourth, and we all knew we needed reinforcements. And obviously that comes down to not just the Cronkies, but it comes down to um, Arteta and they're doing terms of tactics as well. But it's it's kind of like what Lee said, until we know what they do this summer, you know, we shouldn't really be being nice to them because, oh, yeah, they gave us, what, 150 mil last season and, you know, they have been putting stuff in the club. But if we're going from 5th, 8th, 8th, 5th, you know, what what is the, you know, we should be not in the neck.
0: Do you have the confidence, Colleen, as well, that if we do spend, 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 like people always say, we've got another war chest and all the fans yeah. get really excited. Do you have the confidence that it'll be spent wisely and it'll be, you know, more youth coming in and more play, young players added to it? Like, do you do you like the process of what you're seeing?
8: I mean, I, I don't mind youth coming in, but I don't want to be hearing it being used as... how, how Are we going to keep bringing in youth every single time? As summer? an excuse. We've got a very, very young squad and I, I love our, our young players. Don't get me wrong, their ceiling's very high. And I'm sure most of us can agree, like we've got a few rough diamonds there, you know, in Lokonga and, and Tavares who have been here the least amount of time. But overall, we do have a good core group of young players. But I'll be bringing in young players every every summer and hearing yeah. them saying, well, oh, they're young, you know, they can't adjust to the pressure. I do think we need some ex- experienced players coming in. I mean, we all know about where we're lacking up front and potentially one or two in midfield. And you know our um, our fallbacks when our, our first choices are out. So it's not even it's about spending money wisely. And I think they have a little bit of credit in the bank when it comes to that because last last summer we saw the transfers that we took. And let's be honest, a lot of us were like, "This isn't this isn't going to work, is it?" With your Ramsdale's fifty million on Ben White, Tomiyasu. But you know they turned out to be really solid signings. So I do think they have a bit of credit in the bank when it comes to that sole aspect, just that bit in terms of transfers, not credit overall, but you know, we're not the only ones who's going to be spending, United have just got, listen I don't think United are going to be a threat to us come next season, but you know, because they've got a massive, they've got a bigger job than probably us in terms of culturally and structurally inside their club, but they're going to be out spending money, we'll have to see proof in the pudding when it comes to Tottenham and and, uh, Levy if he's actually going to spend the money, but everyone's going to be spending. So this is where the small, fine margins come into it. Hence the fine margins between us not getting the Champions League. When we had three games to go and just needing like four points. Um, and it's whether Arteta, I think he's a good coach, but it's just whether he can elevate his game tactically, like we like we were talking about with Brighton putting Xhaka to left back. It's these small margins. Can he elevate his game to move with Arsenal in the same direction we want to go in? Because if he's just not there... Going on the same trajectory of what we expect of Arsenal to be. I mean, he expected Arsenal to be challenging for the Champions League, don't forget, in year three. So
7: that's right, he did.
8: We have to, we I mean, there's, there's nothing wrong with asking questions and putting pressure on as a club because I'm not <coughs> thinking that are, are that are too bothered. I'm, I would love to be proven wrong, of course, but mm. we I mean we haven't challenged yet, have we? So until we start doing that consistently, getting in top four consistently, because if we got top four this season, then was out of it again for two years, that's not is that really progress? Oh, because mm. we got it one. We got it one season, then we tailed off again, like going back to fifth or something. It, we need to go back to being consistent, consistently changing, consistently being in the top four. So there's time will tell. It's still kind of. It's a bit early, but I'm glad this season's over. Couldn't take one more second. <laughs> get end over with because honestly, I had to wear a Tottenham shirt because of these lots. So um, I've been. Oh, I heard
0: about this. What happened? There? You lost a bit.
8: Yeah, on the terrace, uh, you know, when we were put in the driving seat for a little bit, I thought, you know what, there's no way, there's no way uh, Arsenal going to do me over here. No way. Um, I've never
0: bet on Arsenal clean.
8: <laughs> well, no, oh no, I've uh, I've learnt my lesson and um,
0: yeah, <laughs> an
4: lesson.
8: came out of a rush all, all on me after I took that off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not a
0: good
8: season for me, personally as well.
0: Was it Patrick you did that bet with, by the way?
8: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was getting oh, so... No. And I thought, oh, This was just after Conte had had a meltdown. And I was like, come on. Super, we've got Super Mick, of course. <laughs> and, uh, well, not so bloody Super, is he? Because look where I ended up.
0: <laughs> Lee, um, Colleen's talking some sense there. I can't lie, Lee. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know
3: about that. It i a i Apart from the Tottenham thing. thing, thing. Yeah, like, you know, it was one of those things, like, you know... But listen, big up for doing it, and uh, and it, and you know that's the good thing is you, you took your medicine, you know, and, and a lesson learned there, Colleen, right, you <laughs> know, um, an absolute lesson learned. But yeah, fantastic points there. I have to say, fantastic points, and uh, I do think that um, the that, uh, that Colleen's right there. I also have got got to be challenging for, you know, listen, we've challenged for the top four this season, so that means we've got to do that next season and beyond now, it, like? we haven't challenged for the top four, since Mikel's been here, we've not challenged, let's be honest, realistically, we've not challenged, we've now challenged for the top four, okay, it's ended in failure, but now what we've got to do is challenge next season, with the added thing of European football, which worries me, because we, need, we, we challenged this season without European football, we've got European football now, so we've got to do it on two fronts, I still think that you know, it isn't such a bad thing if um, we um, we challenge for the uh, Europa League because there is a chance that we can get into um, uh, the Champions League via that route. So I don't think it's all doom and gloom for us from from that point of view. But we've certainly got to, um, to address um, the squad. And ultimately, I still say this now, it's not, for me, Arsenal Football Club is not about battling for top four. It, once you... The, the, the bigger picture for me is to challenge Liverpool and and, and Manchester City and the Chelseas and, and whoever else is up there. Like you know, that that is the ultimate goal for me, and, and I want to see us looking towards that. And I I, I don't feel the Cronkies or or all the fan base, if I will be honest, are really looking at that. Like if I if I say I want Arsenal challenging for the title, people laugh at me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and go like, oh well, you know, you're deluding and all that. Like I'm not saying that we should be challenging it for the next season, but there has got to be a time and, and, and this process, if you want to call it that, that at some stage we challenge the top for the title. And if you're not prepared to do that or not going to be doing it, what what why are they what's going on here? Because uh, I am afraid that is the ultimate goal for me. Yeah, and
7: can I ask can I ask you a question, Lee? No? How many players, how many players do you think sensibly to go in the first team and squad fillers do we need to challenge for top four next season? And if you were, if you were going to say to challenge the top two, how many more would you need?
3: Well, listen, listen, if I'll be really honest, the team at the moment isn't good enough to get top four. Right So basically You need 10 new players If you're going to look at it Down that route. But that's not the way You're going to go Because I look, I look at it And I think that I think if you You know um, Smith-Rowe's got to get better Will get better Martinelli will get better Saka will get better I think got will get better So that's, that's a good thing there
7: on, Personally can I just... Can I just say one thing, Lee? I, I think I think you're slightly wrong there. I think the the first eleven was good enough, but we lost Kieran Tierney, yeah, yeah. Thomas yeah, cool. Party, and Thomas Yeah, out of our.
3: I, I think that it would have been would have good. What I'm saying, though, really, it was good enough to get in the top four, not win the league.
7: No, no, you no. know
3: what I mean. Like, but but ultimately, I, I do think if Thomas Party and Tierney had stayed fit, then we would have got in the top four. But them two players have not been fit since they signed for the football club. On a regular basis, so that's something that the club should should have known and sorted out as well. I think we need seven players minimum, mm. and that's with the inclusion of um, Saliba coming back. I think we need seven, and then I hope that lessons a lot are learnt that that come January, when we're going hopefully for two competitions, which will be the Europa League and the league, that they invest with another three. So I think within the next six months. 10 new players have got to come through the door at Arsenal
7: so so bearing in mind we've already um, allegedly got Marquinhos coming we've already got uh, Turner is it the goalkeeper from America we've already got uh, Trusty Trusty the process uh, from from America so we've got that's three players coming in so what we look We're at we are in the are, Super Bowl at
3: this rate right, weren't we we are in the yeah, Super Bowl right? <laughs> and,
7: and, and, and apparently Hickey so uh, apparently
3: that deals. Yeah, so like they're all squad players, aren't they? They're all squad players, you know. Yeah. Uh, what, but what I'm saying is, you, you know, I think we need, look, look, we need two midfield players to go into the not not to just go into the squad to go into the first team. Two new, uh, what Arsenal need, I think, is a a proper another player to replace Partey or or to cover Partey. I'd keep El Nenny because the squad's light, but we need another midfield player that's going to run with the ball, that's going to pick the ball up, box the box, and run at players, commit players, go past players. So, opening things out. We've not got that in midfield. If you have a look at our midfield players, whether you think it's the way it is, pass, 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 pass. You need someone to break through the lines through running past them, not just passing. So, we yeah. need two midfield players. We need two, at least two forwards. Two, you know what I mean, like at least two central down the and we need to replay I think Pepe will go, so we need another wide player coming in. So there's five players. Is that right? Yeah, five players that are going to come into the actual first team and improve the first team. Then you need another so two to play. So it's a, it's so a big, massive big,
7: job, ain't it? It's a massive, it's a
3: massive rebuild. It's, it's massive. It's massive. <laughs>
7: it's, not, it's not just. It's not just a top up to make. It's an actual rebuild you're talking about. But even though we get,
0: even though it is Russ, even though it is, because I'm with you, I think this. You know, you might say, how many players do we need? We need eight players if you want to go for top four, and we probably need a lot more than that, maybe even twelve uh, or more if you want to go for the title against Liverpool and City. But I don't think even with eight to twelve players that this manager can win us a title. I just don't think he's good enough. So I don't think it matters who we bring in at the moment if we're going to keep hold of this guy. I really don't. And I know people will say that's harsh and it's not fair. We could have 12, 15 players and I don't think this manager has shown any glimpse of evidence that we can go near to a title. I, I, just, don't, I just disagree with that uh, completely that we'll be ready for a title without Russ.
7: No, no, I was just asking the question, uh, what do you think it would need? I think it would probably need about 500 million quid spending on it to get us anywhere near them. Uh, well, the Cronkies aren't going to give us Lee, that. Lee Gunner, I, mean, I, know, I know Lee Gunner quite well. Ligo just said, oh, we've all trusted the process all year. No, I haven't trusted any process at all, Lee. The, the whole trust of process thing emanates from Stan Kroenke. don't emanate from Edu doing Arteta. It emanates...
3: I don't trust the process. But what I do, say is I, I support the team. Exactly. And there's a difference. I'm with Dan on this. I'm not 100% sure an Arteta is going to be the man. But ultimately... No, no. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. And I've
7: seen and I've seen some things on there like about Arsenal fan TV get out the club and oh the toxicity here it comes all the toxicity again. Listen, all of us here go to the games and we and we give our support one million percent to that club and to those players no matter how bad they are how much I don't like them or how much I don't think they're good enough when they pull that red and white shirt on I give my all and I expect them to give their all back. And that, if yeah, that's trusting point. the process, then sorry, I, I, I'm trusting the process. But once I come out of the stadium and I'm with you guys and we're on these platforms, I will tell it how I think it is. And I think mm. it is down to the owner. He has let us down. He's employed the wrong people. He's left them in jobs too long. He's People say, oh, I'll, I'll Tettis should be set, get rid of him. Well, it's his ultimate responsibility he has given the man another extension to his contract league Gunner, so who is to blame is it the fans fault for, for, for backing the team in the stadium or is it the owners fault for not listening to the majority of the fans who, weren't too, who were like this, not too sure about Arteta, I would have left it to the, to the end of the season and said right, mm. our goal was, that's the trouble we don't actually know what the Cronkies goals are <laughs> because they never actually say anything, do they? That's the problem I've got with them. Come out and tell us what you really think instead of spinning.
4: Mm. Jesus
7: Christ. That's all you hear is spin. Now they're saying, oh, we're really pleased with the way the fans have got behind the team this year. It's not through you, though, is it? It's not through anything you've done. It's just because we are so desperate for success. We will do anything in that stadium to drive that team forward, to get them as high as they can, to realise our ambitions. Show us some ambition, Stanley and Josh. Show it to us. If you don't show it to us this summer, you are in for a really rocky ride in the future. Click that and send yeah, that play.
8: to play,
3: mate. Yeah, yeah you, you know it. You can't argue I mean. that. You can't yeah, argue you know that. That's yeah. You
0: know it. Lee Gunner doesn't go to the games, though, does he? To be fair, in defence to Lee, no, he, yeah, used he, to. he used to, he used to go he to he every home and away game. So yeah, I don't no, buy listen. that.
3: Look, 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 it doesn't matter if you go to games. There's only a privileged few that can go to games. Hey, listen... If you don't go to games, it doesn't mean to say you're not as passionate about it as Arsenal. Does it do if someone goes to games? It really gets my goat. That does because not everybody's in the position I'm fortunate enough to be able to go to games. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean to say. Look, my dad didn't go to games towards the end of his life, right? But I can tell you that now he was as passionate as I was, Absolutely. and I went to games. So, like, don't don't ever come back. with People turn around and nice? say, I, 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 go to games. "I've
7: I've a fellow who's a customer of mine who comes and knocks on my door, right?" Because he doesn't get to the shop where I work. And he comes to the door. He's in absolute bits. He was in absolute bits after the Tottenham game. He hasn't been to a game for donkeys years. And he's mm. absolutely heartbroken. So I fully get that. But don't take yeah. it out on don't take it out on us on our people in the chat who, who say we're toxic or get out of our club Arsenal fan TV. Arsenal fan TV ain't the reason why this club's not doing well. This platform's not the reason why this club's not doing well. It's those arseholes who run this football club's fault. They've been in charge for, for 13 years, or, well, to varying degrees. They've been on the board. They've had full control since 2013. They are in charge of recruiting the people that to do the football jobs because I liken them to restaurant owners who've never seen a pork chop or a, a can of baked beans before, and they've... And they've bought a restaurant and they don't know how to cook. They don't know how to light the cooker. They don't know how to open the front door. They don't know how to use the cash register. They don't know absolutely jack shit about football. And yet we're supposed to trust them. That's why I don't trust the process because I don't trust the clowns at the top. The head is rotten. You've got to cut it off and start a game.
0: To be fair, I don't think Lee was actually pointing at fans like yourself for us, but I I think you've no, summed no, up I, that you don't no, trust I, the process.
7: I, I don't take it personally. I, I I see what he's saying that all the fans who go to the games and, and all the people on social media, etc., are backing the process. Well, that's just not true. It's just not listen, true. listen,
3: if they want to back the process, let them back the process. What is the yeah. problem? what you know, what I mean, what is the what is so wrong for fans to back the process and back the club? You know, what I mean, like I know a lot of fans that won't hear anything wrong about Arsenal, Whatever they you know, if they lose it's somebody else's fault. You know what I mean? I, I don't see the problem with that. And I don't see the problem if you want to criticise a team as well or the club. Well you you're a supporter, you pay your money and, and listen, whether you go to games or not, you pay your money because if you're watching the T V you're paying Sky, which is paying the club. Yeah. Exactly. So don't don't, don't get away it. you have got the right to support, support that club the club how you want. How yeah. you want. No one can tell me how right or wrong to support the club. And that's it. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't never tell anybody else how they should support the team or not. And As I'm sorry said, about 100%. that.
7: As I said before, Lee, if you think 13 losses in a season is the improvement on 13 losses in the previous season, you're, you've got something wrong with you. It ain't an improvement at all. No. It's the same. It's the same. It's only the fact that Man United and other teams haven't got as many points as what we thought they would do that we're we're a little bit higher than what we thought we should
3: be. Listen, I'm not happy with yeah, the way no. the season went and all that. And 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 if people people can turn people have turned around to me, Russ, and I've sure they of turned around. You should be happy with it. Well, no, I shouldn't. I not because at the end of the day, you, you I'm not. You, you, no one tells me how to be if I'm happy or not. Do you know what? Like, I get up in the morning. I, I, am I happy or I'm not? Oh, you know what I mean. and and. and that's how it goes here, like. Anyway, people are wanting to hear Colleen. They don't want to hear oh, us no more, Russ. Like, don't want to hear Colleen. Go for it. I
8: think Russ has summed it up. I don't trust the process. I mean, what process am I trusting? Three when it when the process first started, we were meant to be back in the Champions League. This this uh, the season coming in next. When they first originally started with Arteta, that's what they said. That that's what that was Arteta's target. And just in the same way where we where you're getting these kind of intra-fighting within the the fan base, well, not fighting, but disagreements, where some people are saying, you know, we would have taken it at the beginning of the season, where some people are like, well, the context has changed. We should have got it because of the position we're in. And you've got the club coming out now saying, well, do you know what? The same kind of thing. We kind of overachieved for this season. So they've kind of changed their own goals themselves. And we're going to end up turning to United. They've been in a process for about nine years to get back to where yeah. they were under Ferguson, and I, I, don't want that. And no, you're right. I think modern, I think modern Arsenal, is in like twenty-first century Arsenal, have had a habit of, or the ownership rather, has had a habit of hanging on to coaches or managers a tad too long. Just as we hang on to Emery a bit too long, and um, we, I love love Arsene Wenger. I think we hang on to him a bit too long towards towards the end. Are we seeing this again with Arteta? <laughs> Great
0: point. Great think- point.
8: I think he's a good coach but we don't have we don't have time to be like going in a 10-year process. This process feels like it's never ending and I know projects and processes are not linear. But if we're not careful, we're going to go from the third biggest club in England and start slipping down in terms of trophy counts very quickly. I mean, City normally rack up 3 to 4 each season. This year was the anomaly for them by just getting one and it's just, it's a it's a bitter pill to swallow. Um, yeah. And I'm just not confident that they're going to turn it around quick enough and, and consistently enough. They've got so If we had got top four this season, I probably would have been like, you know what? Fair enough. Eighth, eighth, fourth. Let's see where they go now. Let's see. But as we've mm. just missed it. I think question marks have to be raised around this 100%. process.
3: Well said. Well said. They've well not said. built
8: themselves around giving in the contract. Obviously, it's difficult because, you know, whenever you give it to him, if they were always going to give it to him, it's going to be very difficult when you do it because there's always someone who's going to have a gripe with it. But now, mm. it doesn't look too good.
0: It doesn't indeed. In um, before in we bring brain. on our... Before we bring on our last three guests, I want to bring this chat up because it's absolute class from craze. The fans say be happy. Josh (laughs) says be excited. (laughs) Our says be on time. (laughs) 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 that is absolute class craze I love that man absolutely love that Uh, also I absolutely love Russ and Colleen. Russ start with you man thanks so much not just for tonight mate and raising great points as you always do but for your support for the channel the whole season man you've been a legend you've come on loads of fan cams you've done loads of your own stuff for us content wise you've jumped on every opportunity man and of course you've been great tonight
7: again man so thank you bro thank you and I always sing up loud and proud at the stadium, as you know Loud yeah. and proud. Gooner through and through. Cut me in half. 100%. It says Arsenal through me. And yeah. if you
0: do stand next to Russ, bring your muffs, all right? Yeah. I'm loud. <laughs> he, he is loud indeed. Russ, you're a legend, mate. Thank you so much, bro. Lovely meeting Take you, Colleen.
8: Lovely meeting you. And thanks, Dan, for bringing me on once the season's ended it's all misery. Thank you for that. I Great. know, I know. I'm More sorry, Colleen.
0: I'm so sorry, but I do want to say a huge thank you for coming on because I know it was a bit last minute today and I want to miss you. Really good debut. Patrick Um, Vieira debut, that
3: was. (laughs)
0: Patrick Vieira debut. Um, But thanks so much. We'd love to get you on again at some point throughout the season. So thanks so much for coming on, Colleen. No worries.
8: Take care, boys.
3: Thank
0: you. See you later. Take care. Right, let's get these these guys on, all shall we, lastly. Show, right?
3: That was a good double act, them too. That, yeah, that was a good really thing.
0: good double act. Cause, how you doing, bro? You good, Yo. Corey?
9: Yeah, man, all good, man. How are you guys
0: doing? Ah, yeah, we're all good, man. It's good to see you, man. Let me bring the other two guys on as well. Albert JTV. Albert, what are you
10: saying, bro? Yes, people, good to see you, man. Good to, good to be back on the channel, man.
0: Yeah, good to have you back on as well, man. And, of course, we've hey, got Daniel Bailey.
5: Sunday. How we doing? What's going on, Dan? What's going on, guys? All
0: good, man. All okay, good. You're right. Let's. You're right, Lee. Let's, good, get some, good. Um, let's get some. Let's uh, get some some opinions, shall we? I'm going to let Lee have a couple of questions in a minute for you guys. I want to start with Corey first, man, because I speak to Corey quite a lot on voice notes, man. We've known each other for about twelve years now, man, and we've never really understood the process and never really got this manager. But I wanted to see where you're at. Um, now that the dust has settled a little bit, so to speak, mate. So what's your thoughts, cause?
9: Um, with this manager, well, it's been three seasons now and we're kind of back where we were when Emory was in charge. Um, I think even less then, because when we finished fifth with Emory, we was in the Europa League and we got to the final of that as well. So I think me and you, Dan, we spoke a lot about sometimes thinking that being out of the Europa League would benefit Arsenal because less games you know, we've got more time to concentrate on the league. And, you know, we, we thought that would benefit us a lot, especially when there would, there would be some investment in the team. So at the start of this season, it's like, okay, it's been backed, a lot of money's been spent, you know, um, the team is shaping up under what Arteta wants. So let's go. And, you know, at the start of the season, we did have players like Aubameyang and, you know, whatnot. Um, and we had much of more of a fuller squad. So it was looking all right. Um, and then we get to the the end you know half of the squad's gone um including our our main striker you know and um we, we finished fifth so close to being fourth i mean the title of the show is successful failure that that's a failure to me
0: a hundred percent man and just before i move on to to the other guys and let lee have a have a couple of questions i i honestly I think you talk facts whenever you talk to me about your kind of question marks over this man management stuff. And me and you said, didn't we, in January, about this Aubameyang thing that left left a bit of a bad taste in our mouth. But I wanted to put it to you, cause because a lot of people were saying to this to me how well the players are doing that have actually left. Now, normally, when players leave Arsenal, they they you know they don't really go on to to do much over the years. But when I look at the ones that have actually left. Somebody sent me a text the other day. Amy Martinez has gone on to have quite a good career at Aston Villa. Bellerin's even won the bloody equivalent of the FA Cup over in Spain. Maitland-Niles has got himself to the Europa League conference final, as has Reese Nelson. Aubameyang is absolutely smashing it. And Guendouzi and Saliba have got himself in the France side and young player of the year for Saliba. So is, is, there a, is there some kind of truth to that, that you know, they've gone away from this manager and progressed their careers, so to speak?
9: Yeah, it's, it's clear, it's evident. You know, people talk about Gwendozi, like he's unmanageable. You know, I was like, look at what he's doing. Like, is it George Sampoli at Marseille that coaches mm. him? He's, I've not heard any reports, I'm not seeing any headlines that Gwendozi's causing any problems there, you know? So he's not unmanageable. He's actually done really well there. And like you said, he's, you know, he's got a France call up and whatnot. So, and then we, when you look at all the other players that have fallen out with a manager, you have to ask who's the common denominator here because. We've, as Arsenal fans, we've never known um, a manager to fall out with as many players in such a short space of time than what's happened with Mikel Arteta. And I do get Jose Mourinho vibes from um, Mikel Arteta. You know, that sort of it's my way or the highway. And, it's, and he's got a bit of an attitude himself and, you know, the whole non-negotiables and whatnot. Um, and, some, you know, when, you, when you're in charge of a squad of 20-something young men, You're going to have different types of personalities. Part of the job is dealing with those different types of personalities. You know, some people are going to be um, a bit more unreliable than others. Some people are going to have a bit more of an ego than others, and you have to be able to navigate. That's a big part of the job, to navigate around the squad and make sure that you're getting the best out of those players. You don't just give up on them and then get rid of them and give yourself a pat on the back because you've got the wage bill lowered. That's not how football management works. And when we think about Arsene Wenger, that's one of the things we credit him with you know that he you know when I read his book he talked about how it's difficult to manage Van Persie um and and all the other different characters and you know especially when you think about like you know our old back four with Keown and Adams and guys like that they had big personalities big characters had big issues outside of football but when it came to performing on the pitch they 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 bought 100% every time And that was a big part of being at Arsenal Club and the manager that you played for. So you can't just say, well, okay, well, it's always it's the player's fault. And if they if they can't get with his non-negotiables and they gotta go, he'll never get anywhere as a manager if he carries on like that.
0: Listen, I think you took facts, mate. I can't lie. Like, me and you are on the same wavelength. We really are. And it's a great point about the Guendouzi thing because I haven't heard any reports about him or Saliba being unmanageable and being poor. If they were, they wouldn't be in the front side. So I think that it was purely something that Arteta and Guendouzi disagreed on. We will never know what it was. It was nothing to do with him having a fight with Mopé. It's absolute nonsense. There was more to it than that. Something's happened there. Just like a Bamiyang. we have no idea what happened with Arteta and Bamiyang. Loads of rumours. That's all it is. So when you look at it, I think you bring up some good facts, Lee. I want to bring you, uh, bring you in on that, mate.
3: Yeah, first things first. Just want to say that uh, Peter, Peter the Pole's in there. If you don't really know in, in the chat, Peter the Pole he is Love the actual Pete. DJ. He is the actual DJ at Arsenal, like right, you know. So he's in there. So hello, Peter. He does all the music at the Emirates. Top top guy. He's in the chat. So uh, first and foremost, listen. I. I, I Corey makes some Rory. I was going to say Rory there. Corey makes some very, very good points there. And I tell you what, I do agree with a lot of what they're saying, but let's get the facts right. A lot Most managers will fall out with players. It, it go, there's always falling out of players. It's, it's just the way that it is. If you're managing 26 players, you can only put in 11 and there's going to be problems, you know, and it just depends how you handle them. I, I am going to be honest. I don't think that Mikel has handled them particularly well. Why has he not handled them particularly well? Because he hasn't got the experience. I think that that's something to do with that. You know, you 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 learn how to deal with players, uh, and that's why I think that you you go away to another club first and make those mistakes, and you come back and do it all that. You know, look at um, David Moyes how he's invented himself again. You know, because he's experienced enough to be able to to deal with it and come back and do it. I, I, I why why is Gwen, Gwen Doozy, Done well in France. Maybe it's a little bit weaker league. I don't know. I, I, I I'm a big fan of Guendouzi, by the way. I thought he was a really, really good player. But ultimately, is he better than than than, than what we've got? Yeah, I think that he is. I think that he would have been in in this team at the moment. You know, uh, I do believe that. Um, and and Corey makes a very very good point there. Do you think Eric Cantona was easy to manage? <laughs> uh, no. You know what I mean. Like you have a look at a lot of a lot of the real top players about, do you think Maradona was easy to manage? Do you think that, uh, you know, uh, I can go, you can go on, go on it. Do you think Roy Keane was easy to manage? Do you think that Patrick Vieira was easy to manage? You know, I don't think that they were, but you have to let things, certain things go and all that. Like, you know, George Graham had problems with Paul Merson, you know, quality, quality player. Um, But, but he knew how to manage him, like, you know, so I do think there is something in there, like, you know, um, that, that what we're saying there. But ultimately, guys, it, it, we, we can criticise the manager as much as we want. He's here to stay, and that's, that's my, my question to you all. Like you know, it's going to be my question now: is what is success and failure for next season? That is my. What, what, what do we all think that's going to happen next season? Who wants to go okay, first? Okay. I'm, I'm, go on, Albert. You go. Go on. You can go. I chuck it in,
10: Albert. I'm chucking you into the deep end. <laughs> God, what's it? What's it? Well, first, one I've got to say the chat's been lively, man. God, I've been sitting back once getting <laughs> a popcorn. I was thinking, flipping hell. <laughs> but, um, oh, gaffer success or failure? Um, it's a tough one because if you'd have asked me this question, the season just gone, obviously just finished on Sunday, I'd have said get back into the top four because obviously we had no European football, which was a massive, massive factor, by the way. Um, but sort of fast forwarding, going into the, the impending season coming up. I'm concerned, Lee, man. I'll be honest with you. The, the immediate answer to the question is, I don't know, man. Um, I'm concerned. Um, we're back in Europe, which is, you know, is is a good thing, I guess. Um, but the way the season's curtailed at the end at a very crunch point, it's, you could even feel it at the game. I don't know how you guys felt, whoever, whoever went to the game on, on Sunday. Um, the, the after effects and the lingering of the Newcastle defeat was still there. Even with the even with the victory against Everton, it was it was clear to see it was there. So um Leon, so the, the, the answer to that really is I'm I'm not sure. I'm just I'm concerned going into next season. Um everybody's gonna strengthen. Are we gonna get the right profile of player in? People talk about in terms of how many players is it is it gonna take? Um, how many players do we need, shall I say? I would personally think, if I'm being honest, I'd say probably minimum four and that's just in the summer because then you've got January to think of you bring in a couple depending on how the season goes if we're if, if you know irrespective of how we're doing sort of December January but um it's a tough question to answer leader build I generally don't know and I'm I'm just fearful going into this season. Next Daniel season.
5: what do you think? Yeah um I I actually think next season it's Champions League is a must that's that has to be a guarantee. And then a trophy, like FA Cup. Um, but the important thing is Champions League. I mean, look, we had it in our grasp. This We, we actually had a four-point lead over Tottenham and we bottled it, absolutely bottled it. There's no other way of looking at it. So next season has to be Champions League and um, a trophy. And we need to start getting some standards back at this football club because they've been missing, not just on the pitch, but with sections of this fan base as well gotta be honest yeah I'm I'm right? I'm I'm honest. Honest. <laughs> I'm, i think you are being
3: honest i think you are being honest no I'm, on
5: I'm gonna be honest because no, <laughs> i've gotta be no, honest do, do you know finish the thing really is well. right we hear all these bloody excuses and i'll tell you what the, the amount of excuses that come out it's it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous you know and everyone's all excited because we going to smash Everton 5-1 where where was that on monday against newcastle where was that i'm 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 still fuming now over it and and it's well over a week you know not only did we miss out on champions league football we fucking bottled it to spurs we handed it to that lot down the road we we weren't we didn't just you know you know nearly have it by one or two points we nearly had it by four points we we were better than Tottenham. The only reason they got Champions League football is because we rolled over and just said, "There you go, have it." Because we bottled it. We don't have. We didn't have the minerals to see it through. And that is the second time in since Arteta has been manager that this has happened. Remember last season where we bottled the Europa League semi final against Villarreal. We had an easy. Route to the final. Then now I'm not saying we could have gone and beaten Man United in the final, but we had an easy fine, an easy route to the final. Struggled all the way through it. it. Now we struggled all the way
3: through that Europa League. There were times I think was it
5: Benfica, and we was lucky to stay. We struggled all the way through that. But but we had an opportunity. Do you know what worries me with Arteta is that when he's got a single objective, he can never achieve it. When he's got a single objective, when he's focused on one thing, last season being the Europa League, because when our league form went to shit, that's what he was focusing on, and he totally bottled it. Now this season, we're out, of, we're out of pretty much every competition by January. He only had top four to focus on, and yet he bottled it, absolutely bottled it. So everybody, raise your standards, because it's disgusting, the excuses. And when people say... Oh well, we never expected to to even get near fifth at the, start of se- at the start of the season. I have one thing to say to that. When Leicester won the league, do you think they was expecting it at the start of the season? But no, course of through the course of the season, their expectations change, as as did with this top four pursuit. So that doesn't really wash with me. When oh well, we got what we we got more than what we expected, and I've seen other people saying. Oh, well, if we sack Arteta, then we're just ending up into a revolving door policy when it comes to managers. Look, we don't have to go down the Watford route of sacking managers every week, but I just think there has to be some standards. We're Arsenal Football Club. This cannot be acceptable. People are celebrating fifth place like we've won a trophy. It is laughable and it is disgusting and it is unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. We're Arsenal Football Club. And you're celebrating finishing fifth place. Not only are you celebrating finishing fifth place, you're celebrating bottling the top four to our North London rivals. Do you think that lot down the road deserve it? No, they absolutely don't deserve it. They don't deserve anything. Their fans are fuggish. They don't deserve anything. And everyone's celebrating because we finished in the Europa League. It's an absolute disgrace. I'll tell you what, Daniel, Daniel fantastic point is...
6: Oh, brilliant. I love it. And I'm honestly, it. It honestly I'm
5: so angry. No, honestly, God, I'm so angry. I've seen all this bollocks on Twitter for the last week or so, and I'm I'm just sat there going, Where's the standards at this football club? Where is the absolute standard? You know, it's facts, and I'll tell you something. else. You, right you know the thing do you know the thing is, Lee? Do you know the thing is, right? Bottling the top four is one thing. But losing out to Tottenham, that should be a sackable offence in itself. We're Arsenal Football Club. Has everyone forgotten about the the rivalry with Spurs? That's what's angered me the most is that we give it to that lot down the road. Absolutely. And everybody's just laughing like we've won a trophy. It's some fantastic points. And I'll say another
3: point. We lost our first three games in the season. Do you know Man United when they won the Premier League in its first season? Do you know how many games they lost in their first three games? Three, well, three. Where, Where were they? Bottom of the league, and they went on to win the league. So all this thing about being three games in and all that, like you know, what I mean, is ridiculous. You know, I, I, I and, and that's a great point you make about Leicester. You know, Leicester's ambitions changed during the season, and they didn't. And I'll tell you what. Give them all credit when they come to us on that famous uh, Valentine's Day, and we beat them. They never lost another game after that. Yeah. You know, um, and only lost, I think they only lost three games all season, like, you know, so they didn't turn around and go, oh, well, we don't, don't expect it and everything like that. Some fantastic points made there. Absolutely fantastic points. So uh, oh, I thought that disgusting. was spot on, Daniel. It's and to that, be honest disgusting. with you, mate,
0: the, the chat is absolutely 100% in agreement with you, mate. I yeah, want to bring this disgusting. comment in. It is disgusting, mate. I just want to bring this comment in really quick and answer it. It's not going to take me long because Danny Reid has actually answered his own question. He says, Dan Potts, do you honestly believe that Arsenal are the third biggest club in England? Chelsea are far more successful, won European titles. Successful and big are different things, Danny. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. Arsenal are the biggest club in England behind Liverpool and Manchester United. They're not the most successful club at the moment. Chelsea are definitely more successful, as are Manchester City, as are Liverpool. When you look at the reputation and history of the club and why we moved to the Emirates Stadium, it was to compete with the very, very best. At the moment, we can't compete with our North London rivals. So it is not working. So that answers that. Um, Do you know Albert, what I worry about? Oh, go on, Dan. Go on, Dan.
5: Sorry, I just want to say this. No, Do you on. know what I absolutely worry? And and this is a massive worry for me, is that we wasted the last two years on this manager. What happens? Because the inevitable is going to happen we're going to get to next season and we're going to end, we're going to get halfway through next season we're going to be out of every competition and we're going to end up sacking him and then a whole new bloody process starts again because we're going to get a new manager in and he's got a a team that arteta that arteta's built he's not necessarily going to want that team and then the whole bloody thing starts again how many more times are we going to go around on this merry-go-round of a process you know it, there's got to be a point where We just say enough's enough.
0: Love it. Love it. Daniel, I I think it's great. And this is how I want to end this tonight because we've got to wrap up soon. But I want to get all your opinions on this, including Lee's. We go into next season. Let's forget this one that's just done. We've spoken about it enough. We know where it went wrong. We go into next season. And I feel, personally, like he's going to be safe, whatever, because I don't think the Cronkies want this guy gone, right? But let's say, let's set ourselves a target. All right, I'll start with Albert and then we'll go round. If Arteta was to have to be sacked, what sort of a start do you give Mikel Arteta in terms of games lost or just the start of his kind of first few months, few games? Where's your head at in terms of actually we need to look at somebody else now? Or do you think Albert is just going to get another season, another transfer window, another January, another Christmas? Where do you stand on it, Albert? Because for me... Dude, we have to get Champions League football next season or at least compete um, for for the title for me to be happy. I'm I'm really not feeling this, manager.
10: I think if it gets to a point where I would say probably the tipping point, depending where the season goes, is probably um, around December, January time, depending where we are. Um, It's going to be tough because it depends how we obviously depends how we start the season but um i think if we're languishing sort of top six top eight come december january then that conversation has to be had but i think the problem you got dan is the, the way we operate as a club and the sort of the 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 time that's been afforded to Mikel arteta um and it almost still seems to be a case of no matter what he does like I said, I think the only, the only way he probably get removed quicker than anybody might think is if he's in the bottom three. But that's not going to happen. So it's mad. How can you have a situation at a football club where, as Daniel mentions about standards and being in a being being in a position or in a club where we're struggling, but nothing happens to the manager? I don't I don't un- I don't understand that. Um, and this season is going to be even more difficult because obviously we're back in Europe, we've got more games to contend with. Quickly, before I finish, Dan, like I mentioned a point, mm. right, when we played West Ham away this season, West Ham at that point had played 11 games more than us. That's, that's, more than, that's more than three months worth of football. If we can't get, if the set of circumstances that were afforded, us to, were afforded to us this season and we can't get top four finishing 11 points at the Manchester United, that's not going to happen next season. So come December, January, I think might be a tipping point. If... Mm. It goes the way I think it might go because I'm not too confident going in. But we, but like I said, we don't know in terms of the players that are going to come in, so we'll see.
0: Fair play, Albert. Um, listen, you know, people are saying, "Oh, we're never competing for a title next season." Well, if we go and spend what we're supposed to be spending, it's close to a billion pounds. So you've got to have some success at some stage when you're spending that much money. Give that to Antonio Conte, we would be. I tell you what, I said this before I come to Daniel and, and Corey on the on the same question. Honestly, I'm worried about Spurs with Conte, and I'm not worried that they're going to win the league, but they are going to finish above us again. They are going to finish third, in my opinion. Why way I'm seeing it, the, the, the summer they have, with Liverpool and City, they might not be able to catch them. But this manager is doing bits with Ben Davis and Chicken Royale. What can he do with two full-backs, with a couple of defenders and a midfielder with, at front three? Could be scary. Uh, Corey, let's come to you first on, uh, on on that question in relation to Arteta. I know you'd probably sack him anyway, but where do you see his kind of season going next season, bro? Um,
9: just, when you question, me, he said, what would he have to do to get sacked? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know, because for me, Arteta represents what the Kronkis have been trying to do, which is lower expectations of them and the club and what we can expect as fans, you know, because they don't want us to be Constantly moaning and whinging and on them about not winning the league and not achieving what we think we should. They actually what just they want an easy life, you know. So they don't want to pump all their money into the club. They, um, you know, they 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 want to keep expectations low. And I think Arteta sort of represents that, you know, because he him being a novice manager, you know, needing time to develop himself, needing time to grow. So with that. You know, you have to come to expect the ups and the downs, and and you know, the learning process that he's having to go through, and us and us fans having to suffer through it. So it would have to be really bad, I think. Um, and I think in terms of what achieving next season, I I would want us to win the Europa League. I think I look at the Europa League, um, the season just, you know this season, and you know who won it: Eintracht Frankfurt and Glasgow Rangers were in the final. Um, the big teams that drop down from the Champions League don't really tend to take it that seriously. Um, we've got to the final before, as I, I, I would really think that we could win that. Um, but the club has to, the players and the, and the manager have to grow some balls, you know, and not let the, the occasions get to them. Because when we do get knocked out of competitions and when we do fail in the big games, we go, we do it with a whimper. It's never a free two, you know. It's never like they the other team that's got a last minute goal. It's like we get beat 3 0, 2 0. You know, it's pretty straightforward for the other side. So we really have to get over that. And if we can, then top four and Europa League win, I'll be happy with that.
0: Fair play. Daniel, what about yourself, mate?
5: Um, first and foremost, our ain't going nowhere. Um, let me tell you, I've been in meetings with the, the with Cronkies, um, or rather Josh Cronky. And let me tell you, Arteta's his favourite love child. He ain't going absolutely nowhere. Um, he loves him so much, it's unreal. That the it's it's actually embarrassing. Um, but me personally, my head's gone, mate. I would have sacked him. I would have sacked him about three weeks ago when we were still in the running for the top four because we had something to play for. But as typical with this with with this club and with this ownership we always do two, we always do things far too late and that's what's going to happen again next season we're going to do it far too late and then there's going to be an even bigger um rebuild than before so yeah me personally my my head's gone i i would have sacked him I, I, he wouldn't even be here but if i'm having if if for argument's sake i'm having to say anything then he's got to Like I said, if if we lose the first three games next season, um, then a conversation's got to be had because they've been bigging this up all um, all um, season. You know, from the January transfer window, all we've been hearing is, "Oh, we don't like January transfer windows. We like summer. We've got all our plans in place for the summer." So. If they put their money where their mouth is and we still lose the first three games then I'm sorry a conversation's got to be had.
0: Yeah. I I I'm I'm kind of with you. Um I want to wrap this up judges with yourself having the last word man. Um same two questions mate. Uh where you see in terms of Arteta and the sack and also um what would keep him his job uh for success what would success look like for you mate?
3: Success the right way now is the uh our, our Grove Corey. Europa League or or, or Champions League, um, for me, Europa League is our easiest way to get to to Champions League, and that is to win that. But I I do see if we're struggling in the Europa League and we're nowhere near challenging for top four come the World Cup, I expect Arsenal to make a change. December 2nd. Because that's what what good clubs do. Nuno, uh, Tottenham after 10, 12 games, there was no way Tottenham were going to get to the Champions League, cut their losses. I expect Arsenal to be as ruthless as that next season. And I'll tell you what I do fear for Mikel Arteta, and this is where I do feel it. I do feel it's a little bit like the uh, <clears throat> Emery situation, where I think that uh, Emery completely messed up the Champions League top four with a stupid, performance, uh, stupid t- team selection against Crystal Palace. Ended up blowing the cha- the Champions League. And then the disgusting performance against uh, Chelsea in Europa League had a lot of fans in doubt. He could never turn it around from there. Lost, lost a lot of fans that day. A couple of bad results and Boshi was gone. Lost it. I think a couple of bad results and I think fans will turn on Mikel Arteta because you cannot keep... There, there comes a time when... The excuses run out. There's no more excuses now. This is the last transfer window that he is going to get because the excuse at the moment is, "Oh, he's not, he's not had his own forwards." And I'll give him that. I'll give him that little jewel that since he's been at the football club, not one attacking player has been signed by Mikel Arteta. If you look at all that front line, mm-hmm. not one of them has been signed by Mikel Arteta. So he brings in his guns now. His ammunition. No excuses left. Yeah, that's a great point as well um, because he hasn't
0: managed to get any of our strikers firing. So let's see what he does now. Um, I'm going to do some super chats to end. Uh, before I do that, I want you to rate the season for us. We'll go around. I gave it a 5 out of 10 with Robbie. Turkish uh, gave it a 4 out of 10 earlier. Uh, 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 Daniel, what would you rate the season out of 10, mate? Um, <laughs> I'll
5: give it a 3 out of 10. Three out of ten, and that's, okay. that's 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 pushing it. You know what I mean? Because of what the the, the way it ended, and who we handed fourth place to.
10: Fair enough, Albert. Um, I'll give it a. I'll give it a six. That's only just because they got back into Europe. Missed opportunity, man. Four points had three games to go. That you can't. You, it's hard to tell fans to be positive. After the Everton game, I saw a lot of people doing that. I'm like, well, that's that's a bit hard. That that's a bit hard to say. That I mean, we 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 have the objective was the objective was to get back in Europe, but let's be honest, we should be in top four. yeah, hundred percent pressure.
0: Pressure has got to them yet again. We're yep. getting seven, eights, and nines in some of this chat room. It's unbelievable. Uh, Corey, <laughs> what are you going for? Right um, yeah,
9: same as Albert. I think six, six. I think um, you know, you know. Couple more points, and I would have I would have given it an, an eight, you know, considering what where we are. So um, to sort of lose out lose out on that position, um, let Tottenham finish above us, um, that hurt. But ultimately, it could have been worse because it has been worse recently. So um, six is about right for me. Mm.
3: Judges, five for me. Um, Thirteen defeats, getting knocked out of the FA Cup by a team in a lower division. I don't think I think that's something funny funny enough, that's been brushed under the carpet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if I'll be honest, you know, you get knocked out by a team in the lower league, seem to be accepted. Not in my eyes. I don't forget that, like, you know. Um so uh, and also for the first time in the season being humiliated by Spurs. Yeah, mate. We
0: really have we really were. Um embarrassing ending. Let's get through these super chats quick. Graham says, I'm sorry, but fifth is a failure. Those turkeys finished fourth. It hurts. Um, Tristan says I'm sick and tired Of these excuses about the team being young It was our decision to have this Spurs has the same average age in 2016 With hardly a penny spent And they were in a title race What a great point that is uh, Spurs great. are in a very uh, Come on you Spurs uh, 2000 has uh, donated Thank you very much for that mate um, you said Spurs are in a very strong financial position As we uh, were When we were building the stadium Our net spend was 0 the American person is wrong, and also we have, Lee. Man United is not a good comparison. Arsenal missed the C, missed the Champions League six consecutive years, while United made the top four three times in the last six seasons. And that is to be fair. The, the, the difference is that Man United have had, you know, Mourinho who got the Europa League win and the top can't four. So I think that's why. I not buy yo yo.
3: Man United yo-yos. Keep going up and down. That like is-
0: that is a very good point as well. United have never spent two years without Champions League football. Their worst finishes have been seventh once and sixth twice, and they finished top four the next season each time. And I think that's what they're trying to say, is that we've been out of the Champions League for oh, so listen, long. It's I, I don't backs. care what
3: anybody says about. Let's just talk quickly about that, about Man United. The worst Man United team I've seen for a very, very long while. I don't care about last season and the season before that. They have been an embarrassment to Man United football club. Right, and they are in the lowest of the ebb that they could ever fall at this moment in time. Man United, right? Let's see what happens in the summer to pull their coattails up, because there's been nothing short of disgrace what's happened them this season. They're all yeah, 100, absolutely. They are awful. properly
0: <laughs> a banter FC this year. Uh, Wenger gave Liverpool and Klopp a comeback to Champions League in 17, which spurred them on, and Arteta just did the same with Spurs and Conte. Let's see what happens next season with them. Uh, Tristan has said what are your thoughts on Spurs' announcement today it looks like they're going all out to back Conte I'm actually quite worried I've already mentioned that I'm quite worried and it looks like Mm. they are going to give him the the war chest and it could be interesting to see what he does because if he has one window and gets him into the top four when our manager's had five and can't get him in the top four what is Conte going to do it is uh, very worrying
5: do, Do you know the one thing I will say on that about the Spurs thing I actually do think that if and and they're in a very difficult position because Conte's pretty much already said for them that if if Daniel Levy doesn't back him, then he's gonna then he's gonna um, then he's gonna walk. And I do actually think Tottenham are in a precarious position because I do think that they need Conte more than Conte needs them. Um, That's a great point. And I wouldn't be surprised to see if the slightest little thing next season. I wouldn't be surprised to see um if, if it doesn't go his way he'll walk
0: yeah listen i well, i think we're all praying that daniel to be honest um Clifford said, 5 one victory, and all I felt was apathy because of all the shite-heart Lane muckers all calling us bottlers, deservedly, and giving it the large one." I couldn't agree more. It's very, very difficult and horrible to be a part of. Uh, we've got uh, forty sides saying getting into the Europa is not necessarily a good thing, and it can set us further back. Look at West Ham this season. I'm worried. I think this could end up doing more harm than good unless we go big in the transfer market. It's actually a really Lessons good lesson learned there.
3: from West Ham, by the way, Dan, because they didn't strengthen or didn't go in with a bigger. Great go in with the point. Scum. So, Arsenal got to learn from that because I'll tell you what, West Ham made a mistake there by not strengthening the squad in, in the summer to, to to challenge for both. And they certainly didn't do it in January and it cost them realistically. They sh- West Ham, I know a few West Ham fans kicking themselves because they should have yep. won the yep. Europa League. Should have won it.
0: 100% they should have. Um, we've got a couple here from the boss who said that, oh, I respect elders like Kenny Ken, but are they not realising there's four great teams ahead of us? No manager will help money talks he's also said honestly how do you beat Man City and their money well with Highland coming in I think it's their title wrapped up already and I'm sorry Liverpool I do feel a little bit sorry and much as I don't like you for getting over 90 points three times and not winning the league when Ferguson won it with much less points but there we mm. go this is the way that we're at, at the moment uh, last couple here how many Champions League spots has, uh, have to be missed in favour of this process is trusting the young guns the new we move to a new stadium narrative? That's a great point. Absolutely great point made there. The uh, answer to that is no more. Good point. Good point. Good point, And I agree with that 100%. Last one is from Nathan. No Cheers, Nathan. Yeah, no more excuses indeed. Nathan said if the club and fan base had standards, then Arteta never would have got the job, let alone still be in a job two and a half years later. If this was Emery, he'd be getting pelters. Facts. Great Absolute point. facts. That is again,
7: a brilliant Nathan.
3: Point. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. No, to no um, all about Liverpool. Well, just quickly, Dan, right? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, go for it, mate. Uh, and, and Just say, like, uh, they lost less games than Man City this season. They only lost two games this season. Well, Klopp's just got manager of the year as well, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Right? Two yeah. games they lost. But, ultimately, Man City won one game more, and that's what matters. But it just shows you, like, you know, uh, that, that, you know to lose two games and not win the league. <laughs> that's hard to take, isn't it?
0: <laughs> no it really is uh indeed um before we do wrap up um i just want to plug my new channel which is coming in a couple of uh weeks time if i may okay um i'm trying to get to a thousand and i'm nearly there um which i'm overwhelmed by if i'm honest um it's only i I literally put it up on saturday night and over the weekend i got absolutely loads of love so thank you all so much for that um and thank you everybody who subscribed and who has followed already um if you haven't done so it's the Football's 12th Man podcast on YouTube. It's going to be coming in a couple of weeks' time when I'm back from my holidays. We're going to be covering all content, all Premier League teams, and I've got an influencer from each team joining me. So um, there's going to be a lot of content coming your way for pre-season and a lot of content in the summer. And then, of course, we'll head over into the new season with some different ideas and different shows. I'm not leaving Lee Judges TV. I'm not leaving AFTV like everybody seems to think I am. I am purely running my own channel alongside this one. So... um that is that um guys thank you all so much corey always a real one man um thanks so much for jumping on and for your patience much appreciated man um go and follow corey at corey underscore loren uh one one um and uh, thank you so much for coming on cause
9: no worries man anytime anytime top man bro albert
0: nice one thanks, corey mate. albert jtv bro get yourself over to albert jtv man <laughs> How's the channel going, bro?
10: It's going well, man. 50 or I think 50 subs away from 1K, I think. I think. I think I was lost on my check. So um, oh, let's, I it, let's get that to 1,000. Yeah. Come on, guys. Come on, then.
0: Both of me me and Albert up to 1,000 <laughs> after this stream. Come on. There's 970 in the chat. Come on, man. All it is is a button. It's free. Just hit subscribe. It's done. Simple. Albert JTV, Football's 12th Man podcast. Love for the love, people. Come on.
10: Thank you, man. I,
0: Albert, thank you for coming on, brother. And thank you again, man, for all your... Listen, you've been an absolute ledge, Ali Lee, the whole of this channel. Uh, yeah, this all the time is... coming
3: on after games as well. I like, appreciate that, like, you know what I mean? So, and, and Daniel, of course, as well, like, you know, so big yeah, up to Daniel,
5: him,
0: Daniel, what's going on with your channel, bro? Come on.
5: Yeah, my, my channel's doing well. Um, I'm trying to get to that elusive 5K. um Go on, Dad. <laughs> um come on daniel come on I have like come on i need to get to 5k because i've got some big things i always set myself a target at the start of this season good, good. and i said if i can get to 5k and i'm i'm not even at three thousand yet so i've got i'll get to 5k is the the next big target um but yeah i've got some great stuff coming up as well with some guests um so yeah please do uh Go over and uh, check it out. We'd really appreciate it. uh, There you go, people. Obviously, um, big up to you guys as well. I've always supported Lee Judges TV. Um, You know, always been a big fan of what you do over here. So uh, credit to you guys for bringing some great content. I
3: appreciate it, mate
0: no we do
5: appreciate check, it checks in me. the post don't worry like yeah, <laughs> yeah man what's that you,
3: mate,
0: yeah. <laughs> checks in the post yeah. Dan listen yeah. love for the love people let's get over to Daniel Bailey TV let's get over to Albert J yeah. TV I'll, te- I'll, take, it the content. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it in um, subs yeah absolutely man I'll take it subs
5: take a pound a week is that alright yeah 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 hey listen <laughs> Hey, listen. Yeah, uh, uh, don't let that four percent ticket increase put you off paying paying me. You
0: know. Like. <laughs> 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 wicked, man. Wicked boys. Thank you so much, Lee. Thank you so much, man. I know it's the end of this season, but we'll be doing more content. Um, but uh, this has been a great first first season in terms of content, Lee, and in terms of the channel, man. So you must be really happy, bro, with how
3: it's going. Ah, oh, yeah, it's been fantastic, and just thank everybody for the support and everything like that. Nearly thirty thousand. People uh, have subscribed, you know, but overwhelming in your first year. So um, yeah, and uh, we're, we've got loads of more content, co- content coming out. A few little game of golf coming out soon, like you know when we're going to go on the on the golf course. Um, you know, watch out for that, um, and and some other things we've got in the pipeline just to get get over the summer. And um, yeah, and then we'll of course be back next season with uh, because you know what what goes on. Arsenal there's always something to talk about lads there's always yeah, something going on and uh you know um we love the club and that's why we're so passionate about it so thanks for everybody for joining joining up this season and and being part of a uh, part of it love it thank you very much
0: Wicked, man. Thanks to everyone for coming on. Big up the other guests as well earlier on for coming on. Big up you all in the chat. Big up you all listening on the audio. Uh Thank you for all your support. We're going to be back on Thursday night where we've got the, I don't want to do this, but the top four show. Tobes will be back to roast myself and Lee. <laughs> yeah, Lawless was. is coming on to ro- be roasted because he's a West Ham fan. Dan United's coming on to be roasted because he's amazing. It's only be Toby just enjoying life, unfortunately. But if you do want to come over for the bants, then please do join us. Um, we'll be doing so on Thursday evening. And then on Friday night, troops will be in the house with myself and Lee. So make sure you don't miss that one. uh, Friday at 6pm to get his rundown of the season. So make sure you like on this video. Make sure you're subbed if you're not already. Come over to support the love for the love people. And we will see you next time up the Arsenal. Take care, guys.